word. I got it now, now. I, I'm put in my bag, Law. <laughs> yeah, the first team scored 35 points to lose. Lose. <laughs> we like hearing that. Yes, it is. It's a record. <laughs> very, very, Define very, word. very, very, very good today. We have a very, very special guest. Special. Yeah. Yes, indeed. You know, because sometimes y'all know, because you know how it is if you was raised by your mother and father. It's hard to say who your favorite, right? <laughs> 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 But I can say, and, uh, everybody should say on the final word, and I know we all agree with this, that I think Michael Gilkin is the tea leaf king. <laughs> like the tea leaf king. So, if you're bringing that knowledge, oh, you're bringing man. them fire stuff. Oh, man. Like, literally, the best questions. Period. Yeah. So, so I got a highlight today of just the questions that he put out there, just displaying the football knowledge and just, just finger on the trigger, you know, so yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> He's in the building. He is shared all the time on all my pages because I know when he's at camp, we're going to get the thorough, thorough. Yes. Yeah. The real. Yes. He's, he's the sniper. Yes, we're getting the real. Now, everybody, I'm going to tell y'all, y'all have to show Mr. Gilkin some love for a couple of yes. reasons. He has a uh -huh. newborn. Yes. Okay. And he's still spending time today to talk about mm -hmm. football. Come on now. Y'all got to clap it up word. Come on now. Get your hands together, man. Clap it up for Mr. Gilkin. Yes, sir. Salute, salute. Boy's good. Dedication, <laughs> boy, good. Dedication, boy, good. Dedication, 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 dedication. I thought you were gonna say, man, he's beard gang, you know? You know? <laughs> yeah, because he was he beard gang. Yeah. 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 That's what happens when you get he babies, though. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens when you get babies. Yeah. 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 Beard come out because you like, I ain't <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm excited, man. So Michael, we got a lot for you. Go ahead. I can tell you you got some on your mind. What you got, Michael? I'm doing the night shift at the house, so there is a lack of sleep. That is real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You gonna yeah. have to put some cereal in that bottle. Oh man. <laughs> you gotta make that baby go to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> right. And see, let me tell you, it's another, let me tell you another the reason we got to clap it up for Mr. Gill. Because, you know, we was, we was thinking word. we might do this the during the game. Word. And he still was going to come out and word. give us some content the about word. the Cowboys. The Just, wow. Mm -hmm. So, Let's clap go. it up. Clap it up. One more time. Final word. All right, here we go, man. We got the countdown coming. I'm very excited for this one because you know we we have some very good questions and Mr. Gelkin, you done let out a lot, so we got to talk about a lot. You talked about Zeke, you talked about Steel, you talked about Cook versus Zeke, you you talking about best five. It's so much we got to talk about, so we gonna try to be quick, get it all in, and get it all out. 
Right, so we yeah, we know about right. Zeke and you. You and Zeke. Oh, Zeke. I thought Zeke was in your warehouse. He not. He's not. Remember, I told you. Remember, I told you. Progress stopper. Oh no! Wow! Oh no! Shame, man. You oh, believe man. that? No, I'm just Shame, saying. Yeah. So okay. So I guess we just not gonna mess with Malik Davis then, huh? Shame. No. <laughs> no. No. Nobody's picking up Zeke. Nobody. Wow. Wow. Man, you, you've been throwing a lot of curveballs. You have to stop the curveball. I ain't trying to. I'm just but, telling my feelings. But you've been throwing a lot of them. What? I ain't trying to. I, I can't help my feelings. First they love you, then they hate you, they love you again. Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> putting that pressure on you today, B. <laughs> don't need no deals. I make you deal. I have to take it to a meal. Lately, I just want to run it up. Yeah. Kind of check a song. Lately, I just want to run it up. Count that too. Count it up. Count it up. Count it up. Count it up. Lately, I just want to run it up. Count it up. Mr. Gelkin in the building, uh, and we gonna get straight into it because you know we got a lot to talk about. So first, we gonna kind of talk about a lot of stuff that's already on your Twitter. Okay, so we gonna kick it right off first. Michael Gelkin, you talked about on your Twitter that Jalen Toba caught two passes as a rookie third round pick today. Oh, pick today the Cowboys consider him their most improved wide receiver. Why the early struggles and how Toba got back on track, including advice from Brandon Cooks and gift from Dak Prescott. So obviously Toba is somebody that, you know, a lot of the fans are looking to take that jump. So obviously, you know, we have your article here uh, with the Dallas Morning News where you laid out some good stuff, a lot of good stuff on this. So we go first kind of hear your voice on it and then we'll highlight your article, some key parts of it and and go around a circle. Sure. So there is legitimate excitement within the Cowboys organization about the strides Jalen Tolbert has taken. By the way, thanks again for having me. I always enjoy joining you guys. So oh, yeah. um, whatever I can do to yeah, help, help uh, advance the conversation as it relates to the Cowboys, I'm, I'm happy to meet up, meet up with you guys. Oh, yeah. Um, but last year, he was just... He never got a, a real handle of, of what the Cowboys are asking from him at all the receivers that they had him play uh, because it wasn't like he was just, you know, an X receiver or a Y receiver or an F or a Y. He was all four. Um, and so there is a lot of fluency that is required if you don't know when a play is 
coming in the huddle if you're going to be the X or the Z or the F or, you know, what have you going in. And then you get the call and you're maybe more confident at X than you are at Z. And it has you at Z. Then you're like, oh, OK, what am I doing? What do I got here? And then maybe they motion. There's a pre-snap motion. And, you're, you know, there's just he was thinking too much to play mm. fast. Mm. And now he's got it. He got away from the, you know, the season and went back to Mobile, Alabama. He met up with Dak Prescott, did a lot of throwing, uh, picked the ear of, of CeeDee Lamb, of Michael Gallup, both of whom told Tolbert that they struggled themselves as a rookie to kind of mm. get acclimated to the playbook. Um, mm. And then there was also the big addition of Brandon Cooks. And Cooks has been terrific for that room. Uh, you, you can see not only why he's been so successful in this league, but why he's been so successful uh, across multiple organizations, uh, the way that he's kind of bounced around a bit, and the way that he's just acclimated so smoothly uh, and been a, a mentor to Tolbert already, uh, I think it speaks volumes uh, to, to Brandon Cooks and, and how, uh, you know, just kind of what he's already meant to the Cowboys. So um, that's that's a big part for Jalen Tolbert, just feeling confident again, feeling like, he can just go out and play and some of those natural abilities that we saw at South Alabama, some of the, you know, the physicality, the catch radius, um, you know, in terms of high point in the ball in the air, he, he can just kind of get back to being that guy. Now, I know that he only caught two passes last year. So even if he makes a jump, what does that jump to? Um, but there, the Cowboys feel is a lot of upside to it. And they think, you know, we're going to be past the days of, of Jalen Tolbert being a healthy scratch. At least mm. that's the goal that Tolbert has. Like, he wants to be legitimately part of this. And you know, keeping in mind that the Cowboys no longer have Noah Brown. And, and so we'll see how it all goes. Special teams, of course, is a part of the depth chart, what it looks like for a 48-man game day roster. But Cowboys are, are, are really pleased thus far with, with what Tolbert has shown. B. All right. Um, I hate to just pivot. I'm sorry, but I want to talk about Simi Fihoko. Uh, you know, you mentioned Tolbert, and I'm, I, I, he, I actually wanted him in the draft. I had him in my mock draft, so I'm excited that he's doing this. But I want to ask about Simi Fihoko. I mean, a lot of people are talking him up again this year. They talked him up last year. Is there really anything going to come about this Simi Fihoko? Because in my opinion, just from me, I don't know if he's going to be anything more than a camp body when you look at the roster as a whole. Um, can you talk me off of that or is this real improvement or, you know, kind of give me your thoughts and kind of the outlook on Simi Fehoko. Yeah, I thought Simi was one of the more improved Cowboys in camp last year where you looked at, you know, as a rookie, he really, you know, was not ready to contribute. And then you could just tell that, you know, he could stretch the field, his size. He just had that big play component to him. And he injures his shoulder. And he's getting shot regularly into it. Uh, he and I talked about it uh, last week. Um, it was just, it, it just kind of derailed things for him. His range of motion and, and the sort. And Cowboys ultimately put him on IR. You know, we, we really didn't see him. We didn't see him back after that. Um, there was thought that maybe he could be back. You know, in time for, um, you know, a late playoff game, but that didn't materialize. Obviously, with with the San Francisco game result, I, I think we. I want to see more in training camp. I, I would probably want to see more to kind of figure out just where he is today relative to last year with, with Tolbert. It's so clear the jump just because of the starting point. I think 
Pohoko mm-hmm. kind of came a long way from year one to year two. So, um, but he, he's clearly put the work in. Um, he's got, um, you know, just again, that vertical uh, component to him. Um, he's, he's hungry. Uh, you can kind of just tell in his voice that he's ready to be a part of things after two years of really not having been so. Um, but he's got something to prove. And, uh, you know, not unlike Jalen Tolbert. I mean, I think you can kind of, I think it's a, it's a it's a good pivot that you make because they, they kind of fall in a similar category. I mean, there are two, two guys whose lockers are literally side by side each other. And, you know, they, they very much are, are, are shoulder to shoulder as it pertains to what 2023 means for their careers. Gotcha. That's Appreciate a good you. observation there. Uh, speaking of Simi, uh, last year, Mike McCarthy came out and said that he wanted him to be more of the hybrid guy and that dissipated. We didn't get a chance to see that. From from your view of Simi, do you see him more of a finesse wide receiver or a physical wide receiver, or will he be lined up more inside or outside? I would think outside. Uh, I don't see him too much in the slot. Um, it's really, you know, this – spring for the Cowboys was a bit irregular in that there wasn't really any 11 on 11 of consequence. Um, you know, DBs weren't contesting for the ball when it was in the air. Uh, everything was designed to really not cross the line of the collective bargain agreement and what it allows the Cowboys to do and not to do. And so Mike McCarthy won't have a fine for the third straight spring. That was by design. Um, but I think, unfortunately, when it comes to a guy like Fajoko, and I, I do think he's got a lot of physicality when the ball is in the air. I think he, he definitely has that element to him. But we were not able to see that just because of the nature of the tempo and physicality of, of practice, the lack thereof. Um, but I, I think that's the way I think of him, though. Um, I think of him bodying up people and, and just, you know, kind of being that, you know, five in the bas- four or five in basketball, just jumping up, grabbing a rebound, like when the ball is in the air. You know, you kind of think that it's tilted toward his advantage. Um, so we'll see if he can have another, you know, second straight camp, if he can stay healthy. Um, we'll, we'll, there, there's definitely, you know, the Cowboys were not prepared for Michael Gallup um, to show so poorly coming off of the ACL. Uh, you know, they, you know, I think Fajoko, his development, his injury, uh, Jalen Tolbert with his injury, um, you know, there's, they just weren't really loaded up. Um, enough, but you think you, you got to think with the development of, of some of these young wide receivers, with Brandon Cook's addition, with with Gallup's return to health, return to confidence, and that left right. me. The Cowboys are better set up to have more help for Dak Prescott in that receiver core, in conjunction with the, some of the scheme differences and, and increased understanding of the why to the play, because the details uh, will be the difference in, in a passing game, um, and, and th- those often were waiting and, and leading to some of the interceptions that. Prescott had. No doubt. Uh, Mike, um, a couple questions here for you. In your opinion, the struggles of Jalen Tolbert, was that typical rookie struggles based upon how the Cowboys see it? Or did that have anything to do with some of the complexities of the previous offensive coordinator and how he constructed the offense and the intermingling or the swapping out of roles uh, for wide receivers? And then number two, how I see it is this, and let me know if this is correct or, or the Cowboys see it differently. Obviously, C.D. Lamb is your number one. Um, you, you brought in Cooks as your number two. You have Michael Gallup as your three. And then is Tolbert in the mix for the fourth receiver, or is it a competition between him and Simi? How do you guys, how do you see it, and, and what do you think? 
Sure. Um, I'll start with the second question. I think that they're going to open it up. Um, you have those top three. That's, that's really well defined. And then after that, um, you, you, you want to see who's who's emerging and, and who looks like he's truly ready to contribute. I would give Tolbert the edge um, just based on what we saw in the spring. But I, I think it's it's only fair to you know, anyone who's, who's got that spot has got to earn it. And there's also a special teams component. Um, as well. And so how many wide receivers are going to keep up? Does Kevante Turpin make this football team? If he does, that's another wide receiver. Uh, can Turpin contribute at all on offense after he really uh, didn't do much, uh, somewhat pretty understandably so, uh, considering he was a guy who joined the Cowboys in, in camp and playing like 31, 32 games between the USFL and the NFL. Um, and so it was just, there was a lot of physical and mental load on Turpin. So they didn't ask too much of him on offense, but if he's going to be active this year, it would help uh, if he can contribute in that area. So I think it's pretty open going into into, into Oxnard and, and the Cowboys want to see, again, who, who really emerges and, and embraces his opportunity. Uh, the first question, Jalen Tober clearly got off on the wrong foot and, and he kind of got off uh, on the wrong hamstring because he had the hamstring issue in the spring. And so he misses valuable developmental time. But Mike McCarthy himself publicly has acknowledged that there was a, a bit of a mistake the Cowboys made in terms of you know, on the road to, to his rookie season where they didn't just ask him to focus on one of those wide receiver positions. They gave him, you know, like three to learn. And mm. the guy making the jump yeah. from out of South Alabama, you really want him to just have his feet under him and to kind of steadily grow within the offense. And admittedly, they put too much on his plate too early. And that was part of the reason why he was, you know, thinking too much and not playing fast and, you know, you, you can just see it in Green Bay with the with the off, you know, the offside penalty. But even then, he wasn't just comfortable out there, and he was trying. He to looked afraid, Michael. He looked yeah, afraid. He, he looks spooky. He, he looks yeah. spooky out there. <laughs> he looks spooky out there. Oh, he just wasn't. He, he just wasn't his. He, he refers to himself in college as like the dude. It's yeah. just like Nikolowski. Like he's got like. You know, he's, he knows what he looks like when he's playing well, he's playing fast, and he's just natural. Like, he's he can be the, the dude, and he was not that person last year, and he thinks he's getting back to being the dude this year. So that's mm. that's kind of his mentality. And I think, again, part of it is all rooted back into just how much he was thinking last year. Mm, mm, right. Mm. So, so if you're Dennis Houston, you kind of looking at it like my my main objective is to do what I did last season, but even better. Because Dennis Houston, you got Brandon Smith, you got uh, Kevante Turpin, you got uh, Dontario Drummond. Uh, which one of these guys, even Tyron, um, what was his last name? He just Johnson, I believe, or Robinson. Uh, you got those guys that's on the back end of the wide receiver room. You, do you think that the Cowboys are going to roll with six? Or if they roll with five, there's going to be a real hefty cut of one of those guys that that could make this team. So how many do you think that the Cowboys will go with? And who could be the uh, the, the, the long shot guy mm. making this team? Well, I think so the Cowboys tend to keep their draft picks. Um, you look like the, yeah. the, 50, the initial 53 has looked in recent years. And so I think Jalen right. Brooks being the seventh rounder, uh, he would have him. an advantage over all the other undrafted rookies. Um like David Durden is a is a guy that the Cowboys are really excited to sign as a as a free agent, but you know he's he's right now learning the Z and, and he needs to. Um, I, I might be writing an article on him soon, but he feels like he's got to come a little bit ways in terms of comfort level in the playbook. He's coming from making a huge leap. I believe Division Two was was a level at which he played last year, 
Um, and so it, it just takes time for, for some of these guys. And so with Jalen Brooks making the transition out of South Carolina, him being a draft pick, uh, I would I would lean that you know if, if there's a name who isn't like super well known uh, you know or, you know in terms of pedigree, uh, it would probably be him. Um, but obviously, just it, the nature of a draft pick and, and the transition that he's making relative to some of the other young guys. And, and Jalen right. Cropper uh, oh. as well, right? He, he's another guy that could turn heads if he can make it via the special teams or something. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, you, you, you look for those guys to really show up. Um, in, in, first, in the, I guess in the classroom, it sounds cliche, but just do you know what you do you know what you're doing? Like you, yeah. you know what we're asking of you, and then some of the route and nuances, like when you're working with the second team, when you're working with Cooper Rush, you're working with Will Greer. You know, can they trust you to be where you are when you're supposed to be there? Because it's all about timing, the footwork in the pocket. You know, it's, it's all very in sync between what's going on behind center and, and what the routes and stems and all those sorts of particulars are supposed to be. So as a, as a young receiver, can, are you reliable? Uh, ultimately, was what, what it comes down to. And so, you know, can you do that? Can you show that in meetings? Can you show that in practice? And ultimately, can you show it in the preseason where you've done enough that the Cowboys don't feel comfortable exposing you to waivers in the 31 other NFL clubs because they don't want to lose you. Um, so those are, are you know, the opportunities that a young player has, and it starts you know off the field by just showing that they know what they're supposed to do. So do you know if it's X, if it's Z, if it's flanker, or whatever it may be, do you, do you, do you understand your job and your responsibilities? I, I got something for you, Michael. All right, it's going to mm. get a little, it's, it's going to start a little bit of a war in here, too. I'm just going to let you know. So we're going to start okay. with this one. All right, here we go. And also, this clip is courtesy of 105.3 The Fan. We follow the fair use principles. We put the full link in the description. Uh, so you make sure that you give that. And all of these articles that we're featuring are in the description. Um, so just make sure y'all know that and give it a click where you can get a full read. But here we go. We're talking with Michael Gelkin, uh, covers the Cowboys for the Dallas Morning News. You can follow him on Twitter at Gelkin NFL. Michael, there, there's this chatter out there. Uh, you know, we don't know how real some of it is. Some of it's been perpetuated by the owner and general manager. Uh, but this chatter that won't seem to die about a potential Ezekiel Elliott reunion. How real? You heard that big? Okay. Yeah, do you think that is and is it something where the more time that passes where he doesn't have a job Listen, the more realistic it could become that, that he ends up back here yeah you know it's funny because I, I i mean I, I think there's a lot of different thoughts that are going through my mind as i try to answer that question oh, oh wait, wait 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 doing too much See, it's, um it's, i think it's listening yeah Jerry, it's going to me Based on, you know, the few years that I've been around him, but you know, if you want to just look at the Odell Beckham Jr. situation, there's a bit of a tendency there to talk about something for, you know, because it's interesting, because it's intriguing, because it's engaging with the public, certain scenarios of a potential player acquisition when there really isn't a realistic chance or maybe the wins aren't exactly what are being portrayed, but you talk about it publicly as if it's more imminent than perhaps it is or there's more interest than there is. Um, and I think that's a bit of what happened with OBJ, where we talked a lot about that when privately the Cowboys weren't exactly where they seemed to intimate publicly that they were. Um, but when it comes to Ezekiel Elliott, I think it's valid that we talk about him until he signs elsewhere. Okay, did you hear that big? Okay. Wait, 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 I've wait. been hearing it. Okay, 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 let's keep going. Um, as long as he's available uh, to me based on what I've heard from back channels. Uh, of- what? 
Okay, from back channels, and we have him here to talk about this. So you know we gonna talk about this. Here we go. You know how the Cowboys have kind of made their interest known. You know what they've told uh, different people around the league. It uh, it has to me at least um, seemed, and this was albeit before. Wait, so let. Okay, before we get going, <laughs> I told you I gotta I gotta do this. I have to do this. So then you also had an article so where you uh, highlighted that the Cowboys have gone younger and cheaper at running back. No part of that recent direction suggests that there'll be a serious suitor for Dalvin Cook. So if I heard you right, Mr. Gelkin, what I heard was through back channels that there could be a legitimate interest and don't count it out until he signs with someone else but with Which Cooks, not. come on, come on, come on, <laughs> all right. But with Cook, with Dalvin Cook, you kind of closing that door. Can you kind of bridge that? Because we've been having fights in the final word over Cook versus Zeke and all that kind of stuff. But I want you to kind of put it together for us. I, I assume that Cook is more expensive than Zeke in the market today i think yeah. we all share that assumption that, absolutely, that, absolutely. No. yes no. absolutely and so you look at the cowboys and what they are at present paying tony pollard you know north of 10 million on the franchise tag if something doesn't get done there in the next uh you know month and change um there's that then there is the dead money that zeke counts against the cowboys salary cap not only this year but next year and there are, you know, a few running backs in the room, Ronald Jones, Malik Davis, someone that I think maybe is being overlooked, and Rico Dow, that are also, you know, there. I think that the Cowboys are about to throw money at the running back position again after all the money that they've already got tied up there while your quarterback is making what he's making and owed a second contract or a third contract here coming up. And you're looking ahead and you're plotting out, you know, C.D. Lamb's extension. There's a possibility of a Trayvon Diggs deal. You definitely obviously have Micah Parsons um, in the horizon. Not this year. Too early. He's not eligible yet. But next year. All of that just says it's not exactly smart roster budgeting to throw such a huge percentage of your cap allocation toward the running back position. Yeah. So you do what other teams do, and you go young, you go cheap. You've already got the money tied up, but you just develop what you what you have, the guys in the room. And, you know, the, the Cowboys do think very highly of Zeke Elliott. And so I, I, I'll reiterate, as long as he's out there, I wouldn't say never. And the Cowboys' circumstances could change, uh, you know, who they have in the room. You know, over the course of camp, you never know. Like, there's, there's some moving pieces to it. Um, you know, maybe, maybe the Cowboys and Zeke, they, they do want to get together, but Zeke sees no rush in, in joining the team in the spring or maybe, you know, just, you know, whatever it may be, as long as, right. you know, they did sign his jersey number, it's Stephon Gilbert's 21. And so Zeke comes back, he's going to have to tell Will Greer not to be number 15. And I don't know how they'd work that out. You know, I'm not saying it's likely, but in terms of closing the door, I think it, it makes more sense to close the door on, on Cook given the financial reality that the Cowboys have at present and as they look toward the future, uh, then it does Zeke at a lesser deal. That to me is, is, is the difference. 
Let me ask a quick question, Michael, um, because I struggled with this idea and concept about why the Cowboys did not draft a running back when it was a really deep class and they could have went young and cheap and got a quality back in the later rounds. And so now we have uh, Malik, which obviously the Cowboys like. Obviously, you have Tony Pollard. I think that's a one-year deal, and he's done. I don't think they're signing Tony Pollard to an extension. That's just my personal viewpoint. Um, and then you have Ronald Jones, who really has to be your physical, make it happen back. And then you have Deuce that you drafted. That's a rookie. He's an undersized a scat back. So why didn't the Cowboys take the opportunity to get younger and go cheaper, which is the Cowboys' typical philosophy, and draft a running back. And so I've struggled with that concept. I think they can get Zeke back maybe on a one- or two-year deal for cheap as we get closer to training camp. But, kind of, what are your thoughts about that? I think they were open to drafting a running back earlier than they did uh, before they went too slow in the sixth round. I think they were open, and just the way the draft fell, there were certain players that they had ranked higher in that position. And, you know, it, so they, they just chose to go in, in that direction. Um, yeah, it's just kind of the way it fell. That's my understanding of it. I, I agree with you. For a team that wants to run the football as much as Mike McCarthy has since he came to Dallas, it's it's a little you know peculiar that we haven't seen more of an investment. They brought in Ronald Jones, um, someone who you know at times was inactive in Kansas City. Uh, you know he's he's here now, and the Cowboys think he has fresh legs and. You know, there's there's a lot that they like there. But still, in terms of investment, you know, he came here on a on a minimum type contract, um, and then you know Deuce is a late day three pick, and they got Malik Davis coming back, and, but they didn't think enough of Malik Davis last year. When Pollard goes down in a playoff game, and they clearly knew Juice to, to make up for that loss, they just plotted Zeke out there and had no explosion from that position for the rest of that 49ers game. And I remember sitting in the press box thinking, wow, they really do not trust Malik Davis. Mm. And so then to do that, and then to go into your offseason and not make much of an investment there, it's, it, those two things don't really match up. And I don't know if that's part of the reason they made a change at running back coach. Um, but still, that was, I think to me, it was a little odd that that's, that's the way that that was handled um, back in Santa Clara. Um, and then So, have, so Michael... Not to cut you yeah. off, Michael, but question, why don't they trust Malik? That's my question. I mean, he shows some bursts. He shows some explosion. What, what's the issue with him? My guess it was protection. As a young, as a young back, um, it probably just came down to pass pro. Um, that, that would be my uh, assumption. I know early in the season that was something I heard about Malik that was kind of they wanted to see him continue to develop uh, you know, that facet of his game. Um, and the Cowboys you know this year are going to ask – um, I don't. I. I, I, th I think they believe that he can do it, um, but maybe maybe that was some of the logic last year. I'm not saying I agree with it, but that's the only thing I could think of. Um, and then right. Rico Dattle, he's healthy and he, he hasn't been healthy for quite a while. But let's not forget that he made the Cowboys 53-man roster in September last year ahead of Malik Davis. So uh, him being healthy, and I thought he had a really solid spring. Um, that's you know, that's that's a group. You know, it's, there's there's some pieces there, but. Um, you know, I, I think the Cowboys really want to see that group, you know, de develop and kind of come together um, before they do anything um, too major at, at running back as it pertains. I mean, I still think it's a Dalvin Cook type of situation. You know, Zeke is a separate category. We'll see there. Um, you know, I know he, Zeke really wanted to be back. He really, really did. Um, but uh, that's why I'm not closing the door. Uh, if there's, presuming he doesn't have so, many, so much hard feelings about the way it went down in March. 
and a lot of conversations mm-hmm. about contract leading up to his release. Um, I, I think we we still have to keep an eye on on that situation. Michael, well, I, I, let me, I let feel me... strong that Zeke is likely coming back. I, I feel very strongly about it. Obviously, I don't have the access that you do, but the one thing that I feel strong about is that draft told me that they likely are looking at a Zeke return because they stressed all offseason. They came out with the famous statement about, I want to run a damn ball, Mike McCarthy, right? So how can running back by committee and I would also say the void of a power back because I think that's what we missing, Michael. I think we missing a guy that we can trust to close our games. I think we missing a guy that can be a red zone guy, and I think we missing a short yardage guy. <clears throat> so, wouldn't that kind of look like that they are very seriously exploring a Zeke return? Um, I don't know. They might feel that Ronald Jones is, can do a lot of that. Um, they might feel that there's some toughness between the tackles and, and, and like Malik and, and Rico. Um, so, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say declaratively that they feel there's this huge hole in terms of style in their backfield but i mean there's no doubt that that was the strength of, of zeke when they look at what he does best for for last season it was the short yardage it was like a short area you know tough yards falling forward and, and you know going through contact obviously he had a knee injury but still uh knee injury the past two years but they still felt like that was where he was at his best and it's such a clear compliment to tony pollard so it's the fact that, that they were they, they complimented each other so well in the past and thus would again um, does make him a bit of a fit there because you are building that backfield around Pollard's abilities. But I don't know if it's it's such a void where I would say they, they feel like they can't exist without Zeke's uh, presence. All right. Can I jump in on this? You got it. Okay, so... I listened with Michael, with what you said, Michael, in the playoffs. So this is, I'm, I'm not hating on Zeke, but when you came out and we all saw it, they didn't trust Malik Davis. He had more explosion. When Tony Pollard went out that game, you saw it like we all saw it. The offense became stagnant. Zeke did not provide any kind of explosiveness. So my understanding is we don't, when Boston, I'm not hating, you said, to close out games. I'm not using a, a Zeke Elliott at 27 now to close out games. He You're doesn't not? have that juice. No, he doesn't have that juice that he used to have. Y'all keep living off that old stuff. It's not the same Ezekiel Elliott any longer. Okay? That's just my opinion. You got to have a young... They're talking about getting younger and cheaper. I understand the Dalvin Cook thing, but it was only money because you signed Tony Pollard to the one-year deal. And to OC's point, I agree with him. They were never going to, in my opinion, work out a long-term deal because I don't feel like they were going to keep him longer. They were just going to already settle for the one-year deal, pay the $10 million, and that was that. So it's kind of on them that they wanted to do the $10 million. They couldn't have spread it out, and you could have got a cheaper guy. And the reason why I was talking about Davin Cook is, yes, he's going to be eliminated because of the money. But if you're going to sit there and tell me if he was affordable, you're not going to take him over Zeke Elliott when he still actually has juice. He still has... He's still getting long runs. He can run in between the tackles. You got explosiveness from in the backfield, and you still got your Rico down there. You can still have a Malik Davis. That's why I was saying Ezekiel Elliott is not the closer. He can do short yardage, but just what Michael said, they feel like these other guys can do those same things with younger legs, and I just feel like Ezekiel Elliott is okay, 
But if you can find a better option, you should look at that because I don't feel like he's that type of guy that's really going to help the offense in subordinately and take us over the top. I just don't feel it. It's just my opinion. I'll debate you on that later. I promise you, I will. will we go. And I'm gonna date. I'm, I'm gonna debate you. Yeah. I'm gonna debate you when Michael's not on. Hey, hey, and me, you can have a show because I'm gonna win that one. <laughs> we, we I'm gonna win that one tomorrow. Yeah, we gonna do this. Yeah. Sure will. Yeah. We sure yeah. 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 will. Y'all run sure that back sick of this. tomorrow. We sure yeah. will. And and I'm going to let let Galkin answer that, and then I I got questions for him, too. So, Galkin, you want to jump in on that? Ezekiel Elliott not being explosive with 12 touchdowns and all of that. You want to jump in? Oh, my gosh. Stop it. Come on, man. Come on, man. There's no doubt the big play element of his game uh, was missing. So I'm not going to try to make that argument um, against it. Um, I do. I do think it's worth noting that you know he, he played through a, the knee issue on that final game. I mean, closes out the season wearing a knee brace. Um, there's there's something to be said for toughness. There's something to be said for understanding how to press press a gap and you know how to run inside zone, how to run duo, how to run you know how to, you know he has a lot of uh, good to his name. Um, but there, I think of, I think of this uh, this book that is very well read within the Cowboys organization. Uh, it's called Legacy. It's a it's a book mm-hmm. about the, the all black uh, New Zealand rugby team, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there is like one small. It's, it's basically how about how to build like a, a winning culture. And it's not just about you know sports. There's application in business. There's application in all other uh, you know facets of professional uh, life. And one part of what makes the All Blacks successful is it makes it, it's it's knowing your star players when it's time to let them go and mm. you could argue hit that button too hold on <laughs> wait, wait 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 hold on real real quick wait 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 this one because you cutting off michael gilkin let me this one Sorry. that one oh. or this one which one mm. <laughs> Hater. Should, go ahead should, go ahead michael i didn't mean to cut you hit, off he's hating no hold on or should we hit this button hell now all right, go ahead, Mr. <laughs> go, Mr. Yeah, Gilkin. Go ahead. I, like, I can work in all three in this next. Yeah, we can, we can do it. Um, <laughs> but just knowing, you know, when, when it's time to just like, all right, this person has given a tremendous amount to organization, but now we're moving on. It's, yeah. it's like knowing when to release Julio Jones. It's knowing when to release, you know, like the day. Do we keep LaDainian Tomlinson or do we keep Michael Turner? They kept LT despite being later in his career, and he didn't give him much. Michael Turner went on to have the best seasons of his career in Atlanta. And so you kind of have to know when to let go of your stars. And so you could argue that that's what the Cowboys are doing, and you could argue based on production, based on financial investment that they made back in 2019, the way that contract was structured and all the guaranteed money that it gave Elliott the first four years of the deal, the Cowboys mishandled a star player and that it cost them. And, and and so it's it's tough though because there is that knee component. But at some point, if you can't stay healthy as a running back, does that become part of the evaluation, or is it just bad luck? And, and there was a luck component, I think, to Elliott. And when you look at his early season production, it's it's what you associate with you know a quality running back in this league, despite the age. So um, yeah, I, I think there's you can kind of I think it's a, it's a complex question and yeah. you guys can go at it when i'm gone it, 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 can, I, it can be, 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 be overanalyzed to a degree 
it can be overanalyzed to a degree because we can go back and look at it and say that did we let go Demarcus Ware a little too soon right we thought that his neck was over with and then the very next year he was able to bounce back and ultimately help that Denver Broncos team to win a Super Bowl so yeah it's it's one of those things where it's a two-way street and you want to be on the right side of it and it's a gamble we let go DeMarco Murray and brought in a guy named Julius uh, uh, what's his last name? Joseph who? Randall? Joseph, Joseph Randall. Randall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We elevated him. It didn't work out for us. So I look at this team. You missed 100% of the shots you don't take, right? And that was with Malik Davis. You should have at least brought him in and ran a few plays to see what he can give us uh, because of the way the 49ers were playing their zone cover defense of dropping everyone. So the Cowboys heading into this season, I think that before we even look at Dalvin Cook, before we look into any of these guys that we have to pay for as running back, I truly believe that we got to not put the cart in front of the horse and go ahead and pay Terrence Steele. I think that that would give us some assurance for that offensive line. Right now, he's more important to me than than the running backs that we may go get like a Dalvin Cooks or Kareem Hunt or bringing back Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, I think that Terrence still should be that guy that we should solidify that long-term deal so that we can make sure that whoever we put out there, that we are solidified up front. What's your thoughts on that? Hold on real quick. I got that for you right here. I'm glad you mentioned Steele there because that's one that's kind of been quiet. Um, Do you think it's – is it imperative that they get an extension done with one of Diggs or Steele so that they're not left hanging, having to pick on who to tag? Similar to where they ran into that with Amari and Dak where it was like, well, we've got one tag and now we've got to kind of expose somebody to the free agent market. Is it just a requirement that they've got to get one of them done here? I think there's validity to that. Um, and to me, I just, Terrence Steele is a, is a type of guy that you want to pay. Like, mm-hmm. he embodies so much of what draft and develop means. I mean, this is, we talked a lot about, you know, all draft picks that we're going to see on the field at rookie minicamp. Let's not forget that, that Terrence Steele was an undrafted rookie who, if I'm not mistaken, arrived here during the COVID 19 offseason, I think 2020. Yep. 21, 22, yeah, this is his fourth season league. That's right. So it's what he's done for a guy who, who showed up here undrafted, who showed up without the ability to have a screen, without the ability to have you know a full training camp, without the ability to step on the field in the preseason as a rookie, all those things, and to be thrown in the fire year one and to win thereafter, you know, back-to-back off-season awards for what he's doing in the weight room and by all the indications has had a phenomenal recovery from his ACL. Um, this is uh, a guy, just character, work ethic, the way he, you know, is, is gritty in terms of he look at what he does against a run. Uh, he were to go frame by frame after the snap, um, you know, last season. You know, so often if the Cowboys are running some of their bread and butter plays in the run game, it's Terrence Steele who's off the ball first. Um, so his first step and all those things. That's so impressive. That film observation is so <laughs> impressive. Let me let. Let me let, let me let it keep going, and then we go get to the yeah 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 man he on good. fire with well, it, he man. on fire here we go here we go yeah. we gotta talk yeah. about the steel stuff steel steel is a mystery that only Mister Michael Gelkin might be able to unravel here we go he just sets a tone in a lot of ways so uh, to me you jump at the chance to take care of Terrence Steele and you have to pay him as a tackle you know, there's there's been conversations about potentially moving him this season to 
to guard, and, and we very well could see that come to fruition. But you've got to pay him as a tackle because that's what he is for your organization long term. But I, I think it, it, you get it done, and I think you get it done over six years, something like that. A very long term deal that we've seen the Cowboys do with offensive linemen. They feel comfortable projecting that position forward across several years. Uh, we've seen that with Frederick Deal. We've seen that with the Tyron Smith deal. And I think we should see it with Terrence Steele. All right, so this is what I got to say about that. Michael Gilkin, I think you missed your calling. I'm going to be all the way honest with you. You, you missed your calling because, see, that sound like Johnny Cochran right there. Let me put yeah, my yeah, shit. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. made a – man. Ooh, good case. Boy, that was an amazing case you made on Terry Steele. So I want to kind of highlight what you talked about that and then get your reflection on that based on Law Nation's question. Uh, so you got it. Yeah, well, God, I talked so long that answer on the radio. It's hard to follow that on up. It. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, I'll, I guess I'll elaborate on like the off season that he's yeah. had. Yeah, this is no small knee injury. It's not yeah. like it was a clean ACL, and it's not like because it's it's his AC, it was his ACL, his MCL, his MPFL, which is connected to like your kneecap. Uh, mm. That ligament is, and. So it wasn't clean ACL and it wasn't something that happened in camp or something that happened in September or October or even November. It was, this is a December injury, December surgery. And mm. so when you have a late season procedure that is not simple in terms of the reconstruction and, and it just, it can take, it can take time. And so as we talked about how Terrence Steele fits in in the immediate you know, let's see where he is at the start of camp. I mean, he probably is going to start in the PUP list. Okay, and we'll see how he progresses and whether or not the Cowboys activate him from PUP. The way that they talk, you'd think that he will be activated before week one because they, they don't want him to miss, you know, the first handful of games. And they think that he can be, he can do enough. Um, but then again, it, it was a December meet reconstruction. And they've... Cowboys like to play a numbers game when it comes to assembling the best 53-man roster. They, they're just trying to get as many quality guys in their building and keep them, keep them in their building and, and not expose any of the other, like any of the guys they really like who are young to waivers. And so if, if you keep a young guy as your, one of your 53 and, you know, you're not exposing, you know, uh, you know, pick your, you know, pick a name there, um, like a Matt Walesco, or a awesome Richard, awesome Richards, or you know, so on and so forth. Um, you can just keep steel shell for the start of the year, and then that'll assure that that will assure that one of those guys is is, is is there in the building, and you're not waving them and holding your breath for 24, 48 hours. So um, right. I'm getting way ahead of myself. We'll see how his recovery is, and if if, if Terrence Steele's ready for the season, he's ready to go. But I just think, as it relates to him. In the short term, and you, you guys are asking me about the left guard thing, but like, it, there, there's a lot that just depends on on his rehab, and so let's kind of just wait and, and see how, how things go there. But in the long term, he's the right tackle of the future. Cowboys really, really want to keep Terrence Steele, and uh, you know, for all the reasons that I I discussed um, yeah. that you heard. So um, I think it should get done. Uh, I think. He doesn't. I, I don't know. If, if he if they ask him to play left guard, he'll he'll do it. But they haven't asked him yet. Um, I can tell you that as a fact. Um, oh. And so right right now in his rehab, he's focusing on being the right tackle. Um, you know the steps he's making in terms of his pass sets and, and the so forth, the movements in his rehab. All of that is 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 that of a right tackle. 
Um, and so right now they're just focusing on where his natural position is and maybe he comes back and they said, all right, you know, we feel that as a, as, you know, with it being your inside leg, uh, it might help you initially if rather than being on the right side of the offensive line, you're on the left side of the offensive line. That's something, uh, someone I respect, David Chow, uh, Sports Injury Central. Um, he, mm-hmm. he used to be a uh, longtime uh, Cowboys, uh, or pardon me, Chargers um, uh, team doctor. Um, he thinks there's something to the inside leg uh, for an offensive lineman. So I, I just think there's a lot of right. there's a lot of moving pieces here, and ultimately uh, it's predicated on his rehab, and we'll see how it all goes. And then it's also predicated if he's not ready until late training camp, until August, late August, you know, whatever it is. Then you start thinking about what the 53-man roster is going to look like. And if you right. activate him from PUP before the season, okay, you're going to get him back. But who are you going to expose to waivers that you wouldn't otherwise? So I just think there's so much to this conversation. It's a fascinating it conversation. Is. It's layered. Fascinating. We go, but the, we go but the simplest of it is you pay Terrence Steele. And you don't let him right. out of your building long term because of, of who he is and, and what he represents. Mm. No doubt. No and, doubt. And, and I've got some feedback about this, Mike. And, I, and, you know, and one of the things, the reason why the doctor mentioned, you know, easier to play on the left side um, is because that's his power leg. So that left knee, that's his power leg. So that's where he's generating all his force from. So, yeah, theoretically it would be easier, but long term is going to make him stronger to be forced to push off of that left leg because that's going to get him back to full tilt in terms of his quickness and explosion. But my question is this. There's only one top five right tackle in terms of cap number or salary that had more than a four-year deal, and that's that tackle from the Saints, Ryan Remcheski. Right, he has a five-year deal. The other top five contractual guys that are right tackles, they're all on four-year deals. Now, when still is healthy, in my mind, he's a top five right tackle in the NFL, no question. So, in terms of his number. In terms of what the Cowboys do in terms of his total number, and I'll just give some context. It is Ron Ramchewski has a five-year, $96 million contract. Going down to the fifth guy, just for conversation sakes, uh, uh, Jawan Taylor, he has a four-year, $80 million contract. So this is my contention that if Terrence Steele comes out here and he plays more than half a season, he looks at least 85% of himself, his number goes up through the roof. And it's going to be hard for the Cowboys to haggle him and get him down if his performance is close to a Pro Bowl level. So the wisdom, in my opinion, is for the Cowboys to get this done early because if they get it done early, they're going to have the best chance to get what they want, which is a team-friendly contract. Otherwise, if he's healthy and he plays pretty well, his numbers will go through the roof. What are your thoughts about that? Let me jump in here real quick, just real quick, just real quick. Go ahead, boss. Because I heard what I thought I heard Michael Gelkin say was he expect Terrence steel contract to resemble what we've seen in the past with our guys. So when you look at our guys and I and and you write OC to look around the market, I agree with you, right? But when you look at the contracts that our best guys have done, Michael Gelkin to me is saying that he should resemble what we've done in the past, which is bet on our offensive linemen long term. Am I understanding that right? 
Mr. What was Collins' numbers? What was Collins' numbers? He uh, did a five-year. So Collins he did a five-year. He did a five-year. Um, T. Smith did eight in turn, and six was Zach Martin, and Zick six was Fredericks. So well, I'm talking was about it, was he type like top ten, top five, and right tackle money? Like right, like the yeah, money he was top, he, he was top he was top five and in, in, in right tackle money when he signed his deal because he had like a fifty million dollar deal, something of that team effect. Friendly though, it was actually team friendly uh, because yeah, but he and I ahead. think that's gonna happen also with Terrence Steele because say, I was thinking with Terrence Steele, then we go definitely get Michael on this because he gonna have to settle this little fight that broke out, but um um. I think that's gonna happen with Terrence Steele because it seems to me when a guy is injured, they seem to take those friendly deals. Like Jalen Smith, he took a team friendly deal at linebacker. Then Collins took a team friendly deal at right tackle. You know because he also, you know, could have had more money as a first rounder. But I want yeah, to but boss, my, 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 but boss, real quick, my point was this. My okay. point that that I don't want to be escaped here is okay. that the sooner you get it done, the better. Because if he shows health on that left leg and he plays half a season for you and you hadn't extended him you hadn't got it done it goes to the end of the season his numbers are going to go up because he's proven he's healthy agree. that's what i'm saying no i agree yeah i agree i agree i think you if if, if you let terrence Steele as, as a as a you know a top type tackle and we'll see he's, he's ascended every level which you know every 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 season he's played in this league and so you his arrow is, is still pointing up so if, if he continues to to ascend with his game and you know despite the injury physically he looks you know leaner than he has um since he's been in dallas um he just he, he's had a really good year uh physically uh which is tough to do usually a guy's rehabbing all offseason he doesn't really make gains in terms of becoming a better football player necessarily um you know you, you kind of see it you know take a year to, you know to kind of get back but he, he looks like you know he's like he's in a really strong shape physically going into this year um so I, I, if, if he is, if he's if he takes a leap or a step forward, whatever it may be, whatever type of length uh, his improvement comes to be, and he becomes a free agent in March, there are a lot of teams who pay a lot of top offensive tackles. That's yeah. the premier position in this league, yeah. and that underscores the importance of taking care of him. Um, you know, he's he's better in the run game than he is pass protection, but. You know, still, if you can add a top type tackle, uh, you, you pay to do it in this league, and that's what would happen. So, um, you know, I think the Cowboys know that, and you know what? Who also knows it is Eric Burkhart, Terrence Steele's agent. And so, uh, what kind of rush is he going to be in to, to get a deal done? Especially if there's chatter about his client potentially being moved to guard. I mean, that might not be something he's super thrilled about, uh, without putting words in his mouth. But there's a chance that. He wants to see how that plays out before he does anything, or you know, or, or get some assurances um, to that end, um, you know, some clarity as to what things look like in the future, or some questions at least in conversations with the Cowboys uh, should they go down that road. So there's, um, there, there's, there's again just a lot to the, the Terrence Steele thing, but to me, you got to do whatever you can to get that done. I forget what your exact question was, OC. I, I hope I answered it. <laughs> hey, big. You got some? Because I definitely do. Uh, not 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 okay. on offense. I, I don't definitely do. I definitely something on this. Oh, well, let me just whoa. let me slide okay, this one in right okay. quick. Let me slide this so in right got... quick. Galkin says you got a promotion right now to be like the GM of the Dallas Cowboys. 
who is your starting five offensive line right now if we had to play this Sunday? Ooh, well, thankfully, I would uh, I would listen to Mike Solari. I would listen right. to the guy who's been coaching the NFL offensive line since 1987, which also happens to be the year that I was born. Wow. So I, I would uh, defer to those who know more than me. I think that's important <laughs> of any leader. And Mike Solari knows a hell of a lot more than Michael Gelkin as it pertains to what the starting five should look like. Um, and I don't know if that sounds like I, that might sound like a load of crap, but truly that's how I feel when it comes to a lot of this stuff. Like we can, we can speculate, we can think about different combinations on the offensive line, but ultimately there's a, there's coaches in the room. And as much as like sports talk and sports take, and it's like, that's the culture, right? And maybe that's why I'll never be on these, these shows on ESPN or whatever, Fox sports one and all that. Um, I, I don't really I, I, I have a lot of deference to those who are in the room. And so I will I can't tell you what the right five should be early September against the Giants it's in too, MetLife. It's too soon. I, it's too soon. I just I just I just yeah, it's, it's hard enough in, in June. I don't know if, if, if the Cowboys at this point would confidently say what the five will be. I I, I mean I, you, you, they should love what they've done with Tyler Smith because he can play left tackle. He's certainly proven that and he can also play left guard. He's demonstrated that very much as well. So They've got a lot of flexibility on their offensive line. And the fact that they've spent so much time developing flexibility rather than trying to create guesswork as to what the five is going to look like mm -hmm. that week one game, to me, that shows like a real experience perspective about what's most important here is that you, you might have that five, but we saw last year, Cowboys had their five and left guard Connor McGovern didn't even make it out of the first drive of the season because he had a high ankle sprain and boom, just like that in this league, you're on a plan B. And not to mention, I guess it's plan C because of what happened with Tyron Smith in the final practice of training camp uh, when the Cowboys were, were back in Frisco uh, following Oxnard and, and he has the hamstring tendon surgery. So there's just so much fluidity that is part of the game. And the Cowboys are right now just living in that gray area. And I think that's exactly where their mindset should be. So as owner, I'm saying keep doing what you're doing, Mike Solari. And if I can go ahead and pay Terrence Steele six years, ninety million dollars, I'm, I'm doing that too. All right, and we gonna let you go after this, Michael Gilgan. I wanted to, because obviously he has a newborn baby. He has mm -hmm. totally blessed us with a lot of content. We go definitely recap this as soon as you leave. But I want to talk about real quick this Steele thing, and then you out. Cause hey, I'm trying to put this together, okay? So you said a lot. You talked about likely starting on the pup, right? So the good thing about the active yeah, pup yeah. list uh, for the training camp, the active pup list is they can pull him off of that pup list, which would be a good sign that he might be ready for week one. But if he gets on the reserve pup list, he's going to miss four games. You talked about, which I definitely heard you on, is he had a December nasty knee injury and you also said which which i caught you could say for a fact that they have not talked about moving him to left guard yet so with all of that i'm thinking i don't see how he plays left guard because based on everything i heard i don't even see how he's ready for week one so I'm going to assume just on everything that I heard and everything that you said that he's going to be on a reserve. 
if he's on a reserve pup list, do you really foresee the Dallas Cowboys after four games potentially shuffling him to left guard, even if they're trying to make the best five? That'd be asking a lot of someone who hasn't played guard right. to go mm-hmm. without oh, with all the missed time. It's one yep. thing to change positions like Matt Walesco is. Mm-hmm. Matt Walesco's never played guard in his life, and he did it in the spring because Solari asked him to. And he's like, "Well, shoot, shoot! Like the more versatile I can be, the better for my career." So yeah, let me let me learn to play guard. Um, that's the mindset that Terrence Steele I think would have if the Cowboys were to approach him. Again, they haven't, but if they were to approach him, but it's one thing to, to do that when a guy's in spring and he's healthy but when guys you know working on the cords with director of rehabilitation rip brown um you know and, and, and he's missing the start of training camp i mean how much time is he really going to have to build a chemistry with left tackle tyler smith and center tyler Biotish to work on the right. combination block to mm-hmm. reprogram his brain that's used mm-hmm. to this play i mean this step now all of a sudden i'm you know my, my footing's completely changed backwards it's inverse you talk about jalen tolbert thinking too much last year i mean how much is would Terrence Steele be thinking this year? What kind of position are, are you putting him in? Mm-hmm. Is it one to be successful? Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. all valid, and it's all something that we're going to have to see what it looks like come come summer. Um, but, yeah, I think those are, that's a valid concern that, again, it's just – that's why this whole Terrence Steele thing is just so fascinating. Yes. Because there's, just, there's so much complexity to it. And here in June, we have more questions than we have answers, but it'll keep us engaged, you know, in, in the months ahead. Well, thank you so much, Mr. Gelkin. We really enjoy every time that you come on The Final Word and just really help us out with what's really going on the inside. You have been wonderful. Any final no, words? Thank you, thank you, Michael. Any final words? Appreciate you. Uh, final no, words. Appreciate you and uh, take care of that, uh, that newborn. Yes, indeed. I will. Man. Two months old. You're too busy. You're a gem for the community, man. Everybody, you, uh, re- reach out to me about yes, you, you man, and you continue yeah. doing your thing out there. We appreciate and, you. And represent the beer, man. Beer gang all day, y'all. Y'all see it over there. <laughs> I'm trying to get his yeah. final words. What's your final words before you go? Well, I think so. Being a, so I've covered the, the the Chargers for seven years. I covered the Raiders for two and a half. Now this will be my fifth season covering the Cowboys. And, and the one common thread of what I've enjoyed most you know, about the job uh, outside of just like the locker room and the interaction and, and telling guys the stories and er- earning their trust and making them comfortable to, to, to tell me those stories, it's 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 being able to appreciate the fan base that exists across the league. And I think you guys and what, what you have here, quality of your production, the quality of what you guys, the, the conversations and how much work you guys put in, but it's, I know it's fun and your passion, all that is just, it's it makes my job uh more gratifying so you guys wow. are thanking me i thank you thank you well wow, that's you. mr michael gilkin go that. take care of that little that's baby big. talk yes, to you I later thank you so much that was mr y'all. michael gilkin and yes that was who we got a lot to talk about we got a lot because that was amazing Mm-mm-mm. all right so let's 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 talk about this so first of all before we kind of get in recap some of the stuff that i got out this interview i first want to kind of highlight Mr. Gelkin, I want to highlight this. This is important because I want to show that the most important questions of the seasons have come from Michael Gelkin. So do y'all remember this particular question? You mentioned how the Chargers were not taking away the deep passing game. Yeah. What's the balance of as offense? You obviously want to take what the defense gives you, but is there 
some level at the same time, you don't want to let the defense dictate where you attack them. Come on, man. You're going to lead off with that one, man. What's, oh. What's wrong with you, man? No, I'm, I'm just highlighting them. I'm highlighting the type of questions you get from Michael Gilkin. He oh, literally okay. said, is there a time you don't want the defense to dictate where the ball goes? That came from Michael Gilkin. So, do y'all remember this? The decision to head on Amari, his usage, not just production, but in terms of how often he was targeted, even when he was on the field. It was it was down. Mm -hmm. What do you make of his relative lack of involvement, especially for someone you know who's got the contract of a number one wide receiver? I just say, oh, he's sniping. That was sniping or sniping Gelkin. <laughs> and do y'all remember this one? Dallas Martin, how much, how many reps and time on task goes into an option route between quarterback and receiver? And when you're making that change at quarterback, even if you're running your offense, how cognizant do you have to be of just that time on task that some of these guys don't have in Cooper? Um, a lot of a lot of great questions today, but this is my favorite. So we get to talk a little ball here. Um, so, uh, but no, I, I I've never been a big option route thrower. <sighs> oh, <laughs> that boy sniping man. <laughs> <laughs> the man on the grassy knoll. Like so, yeah. the see the biggest. I wanted to highlight that because that shows you that, like he said, I'm not an FX one guy. I understand what he's saying with that. He, yeah, he. It's not in him to try to. What's the word? Bait you, clickbait you. Uh -huh he can't do it it's not in his dna the only mm. thing that he does is ask football questions <laughs> yep he's a sniper yeah yeah man so <laughs> so like so so let's talk about real quick guys uh what i heard from this so and i, and I got you got, I got his picture in there you got his picture got, in there oh my bad Put that I'm, out yeah, i'm doing yeah, too much yeah. i'm doing too much thank yeah, you big. yeah thank yeah you big. and i got and i got about two soups that i got i got just got to read out right quick but go yeah. ahead yeah i got some soups oh you want me to go don't go all you right go, so you get the soups so i get mine all right so coach marv asked question that linebacker how is the cowboys feeling about clark and having a major role this year i guess it was supposed to be for uh, Gelkin and uh, you know we, we didn't get a chance to steer the the, the uh, conversation back over to defense. Yeah, but I'm quite sure that Demon Clark wasn't available anytime this year around this time. So I'm quite sure that he will step in and be even more of an impact for this team. And then the second super chat was from Ernest L Ellsbury. Man, appreciate you. He says, "Law, you are on fire, man. I appreciate you, man. Thank y'all too." for those support man and help grow on the nation for the Oxnard fund and beyond appreciate you yeah absolutely absolutely now um so because we talked about a lot so let, let's start where we started from so we started from uh the Jalen Tolbert right so mm -hmm. he came mm -hmm. out and he let out a lot out about Jalen Tolbert's confidence he talked what's about up with the OC he could. He could. Oh, okay. He not froze. Okay, I thought. I, okay, I thought you was froze. I'll see. <laughs> so that Jalen Tolbert and just the fact that he playing faster and you know obviously yeah. he wrote an article about that. So, uh, you know, uh, but you know, let's go ahead and get into this fight, big, because I know you're ready to have this fight. Let's go, bro.
Uh oh. I mean, let's go, let's go. Cause what you say? I just, was... I, well, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me say this. I just uh, retweeted uh, something because I was watching, uh, you know, looking at my Twitter as well. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> my dog George T, who I'm gonna be hollering at tomorrow. Um, you know, I just wanted to see what he had to say Uh-oh. on something, and here he comes out here, former cowboy. Give me Dalvin Cook. Great complimentary back to Pollard, who had the ability to take to the house on any play around our pass. I'm just saying. Oh, you playing dirty. You trying to get league dudes to validate Shame. your argument. Go ahead, Shame. Big. Go ahead. Shame. I'm just saying. It's not no shame. It's real. Y'all keep on hyping Ezekiel Elliott. You just heard Michael Gilkin say. So you think sometimes we hyping? Hyping? You are hyping because yeah, you're are, saying. Where are we? Yeah, hold up. Can I? Because you're saying. Because what you're saying, you just heard him say, sometimes you got to know when it's over. Okay? Sometimes you got to know when it's over. The ship has sailed, in my opinion, on Ezekiel Elliott. He's sitting out. Who else is signing him? I want to know. Hold on, hold on is... Big Game James. Is, is that, is that okay, is exactly me. what the Minnesota Vikings is doing to Cooks then? Mm-hmm. Or are they saying, oh, hey, it's over with? Are they tired they're saying, of seven? No, are they're they, saying because you cost too much money. They're saying, in the last two years. No, so you're going to take less money saying. to be a backup guy? He's going to take less I'm money saying, to be over here? Wh- what I'm mm. saying is mm. you still saw explosiveness in um, Dalvin Cook. Am I correct, Law? Am I correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He do have you a You saw explosion. He still has, no, not some burst. He still has a burst. <laughs> you saw it. You saw his burst in many games. He ran for 1,100 yards, right? Seven fumbles so, in the last two years. Oh, and what is you Ezekiel that? Elliott had? He just cleaned One his up. In, in the 2020, two. he had six. One fumble in the last two versus seven just fumbles. Just a couple That's years okay. ago, he had six. That's 2020, man. Pandemic, man. Whole new, whole everything. Man, oh, that wasn't about no pandemic. It, it don't matter. You keep on harping on these 12 <laughs> touchdowns like he's running from the 50-yard line. He's not. He's getting him a short yardage. We can still run the ball. You can get the Malik Davis. You can get any of those guys at the third back. You can keep third, three running backs on this roster. But if you're talking about if you have a matchup, you're going to sit there and tell me if you had a choice of Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard, or if you could get Cooks and you had Cooks and Pollard, you're taking Ezekiel Elliott over Dalvin Cook. That's what you're telling me. I am. Yes. Wow. That's crazy. I am. That's absolutely crazy. <laughs> let, let me crazy. make my case. That's I just, can, absolutely can I make crazy. my case? I, 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 got, I, got, crazy. I got Dow's on the case, too, but go ahead. Go ahead. You, you, you go first. Okay. That's crazy. Well, 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 here's, here's, Do you want to jump in this? You, you won't get in sure. on this. Well, won't get in on this. Because I want to just first know where you stand before you stand first. You Zeke, okay. Yeah, so so in my opinion, I think that you have a combination of what Delvin Cook could do for you, right? With with Malik, right, and with Ronald Jones. Like you have a combination of that already. You got your number one guy, which is Pollard. Um, so I don't think the Cowboys are gonna spend a dime to get, you know, get get my guy uh Delvin Cook, right? They're not gonna do it. Um and I think that um, in terms of being an inside three to four yard finisher, um, after further review and looking at a lot of tape about this, and I have spent some time on this the past couple of weeks, I mean, I don't see a better finisher, man, uh, that knows how to get small and that knows how to get big and be a hammer when they need to 
And I think with the power run attack and the G traps in the West Coast offense and some of the concepts now that Brian Schottenheimer will employ, I think it will actually fit very, very well for a back with the skill set of Ezekiel Elliott. So that's where I stand. And why don't Big understand that? That's my question. I understand that, but he don't have it anymore. You just watched the last game when we had a chance. When Tony Pollard went out, you had a back in Malik Davis. Yes, they didn't trust him, but he was more of explosive. He could have helped that game. When Ezekiel Kelly came in the game, there was absolutely nothing. It was absolutely nothing. He was getting like one yard of carry. We played the Tennessee Titans, right? We played the Tennessee Titans. He had 19, 13 yards. Y'all can say what you want. You can shake your head if you want. It's over for Ezekiel Elliott. It is over. There are no teams that are going to go out there and get him. And people are trying to say I'm dis disrespecting him. No, I'm not. I'm just calling it where I see it. Sometimes when a player has played too much, it's over. Let's see the market. There is none. There is not a market for Ezekiel Elliott right now. Is well, well big, I, well, big, I agree with you on that. Big is one of those guys that... Um, I mean, excuse me, Zico Elliott is one of those guys, excuse me, that will get signed late. He'll get signed when somebody gets injured or he'll get signed like right at the beginning of the regular season. And I think that's the sweet spot that the Cowboys are kind of waiting for, that once camp gets started, they're going to see how it goes with Ronald Jones. They're going to see how this thing goes yep. with Collins. They're yep. going to let them compete a little yep. bit. And if it's not looking good, oh, you go see number 21 right back in there. And or if somebody goes down, he's getting signed the next day. So that's what's going to happen in this situation. Facts, facts, and facts. Law, you got downs. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me scoop up. We jumping you today, man. Talk about your 12 no, touchdowns. We jump day. We jumping I'm you, not, dog. I'm not beating that's my fine. dog up big. I'm ready for you, John. I, I love his objectivity <laughs> on this. But this is my thoughts wrong. right here. I'm agreeing. I'm leaning on what the OC just said. You got to first see and evaluate what you got, right? Hunter Lukey could be a guy that can burn it up for us this offseason. He's a rookie. It's hard. He's a rookie, right? So was From Terrell Davis. Division II college. Up. Yeah, yeah, From yeah. Division what, two college. What, what did Terrell Davis do when he got undrafted? He went to Georgia. And to a team? He, he went, went to, to Georgia. Georgia. He didn't yeah, play Georgia in North went Dakota to State. During that time, Big Frank. difference. Come on, man. Big hey, difference. But I'm, what, I'm <laughs> saying is, what I'm saying is, we got to first evaluate what we have. We just had Gelkin on, and he was talking about the money, M-O-N-E-Y, and the That's money all it states. Is. It's, it's, it's about the money. It's about the I money. don't foresee Dalvin Cook looking at this situation saying that he will play for peanuts. Right. I'm looking at Dalvin Cook looking at a deal where he want anywhere between 6 and $8 million. I don't want to talk about that. the money, though. You need to break down what is going to offer Ezekiel Elliott. We already know the money. We already know Dallas is not going to sign him because of the money. We're talking about the player. You tell the me player. the difference between a more explosive Dalvin Cook or a – short yardage back in Ezekiel Elliott because y'all talking about he can get skinny, which he can, but we see right. in games when Tony Pollard wasn't in there, the running game stopped. It I did. See. It stopped, but but at some point, you got to draw a line in wow. the sand. Was this, yeah, you do. Was this, at, at this point, was that more of Kellen Moore or was that Ezekiel Elliott? Who was the person that's trash? keep on blaming Ezekiel Kellen Elliott Moore Kellen every Moore? time? Well, well, wait a minute. I'm not so blaming Kellen, Kellen Moore, Moore every so, time. So, so, so Kellen Moore was brilliant in, in dialing up running plays, right? I didn't say he was. We almost still had right, two thousand yard rushes. Uh, 
you had a you had a Tony Pollard who wasn't the starter, still had a thousand yards, so it wasn't that terrible if Tony Pollard finally got used the way he was supposed to, right? Because that's what we were complaining the last few years that they were not using Tony Pollard the way they're supposed to. They finally used him the right way in some capacity this year, and that's why he got the deal, and that's why Ezekiel Elliott got cut. Okay, so I feel you with that, but Take that means that picture, boss. the my other bad, end bad, of the bad. argument Thank that you. Joe Mixon, who had less 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 rushing yards and less touchdowns, oh, all of a sudden Ezekiel You're Elliott still on this Joe Mixon thing. Come on, man, I'm still on it, man. You know because at some point, how where where does Ezekiel Elliott wash? lies is it lies within the offensive line the play calling or zeke himself which one is it or what where, where is it zeke Talk himself he doesn't day. have the same i'm telling you he doesn't have the same burst he doesn't have that same step and if your offensive line is compromised which we're still in flux we're still trying to figure out you just heard gelkin say that you might still have terrence Steele out on the pup and you're talking about four games right yep. we don't know what matt walesco is going to do we right. don't know what josh ball is going to do uh, we don't don't know what Farinaut's going to do. Keep we going, don't know who we're sliding in. We don't know yeah. how that line is going to be in. So if that line is in flux and you have a guy who's not the same as Ezekiel Elliott, you tell me what defense is going to be scared of Ezekiel Elliott. And if, let's say, Pollard goes down and you had Ezekiel Elliott was your main back again and he was the starter, this offense would become stagnant. Okay, I okay. got to jump in there. Hold on, okay. because Law, Law. He landed some punches on you. I think I got to drop big. I, I got you on this, dog. I think I got you. I got you on this, bro. I'm going to just ask you some questions because I don't think you heard OC, bro. I'm I'm just keeping it real. I heard you, OC. You, you my dog, but I don't think you heard him, bro. Let me see. I heard him. Because first it's of all, let unknown. me ask you a question. Was the OC originally with you on this debate? Yes or no? Yes, but that's okay. No, no, hey, no, I, I love OC. If you want to go to your side, Bob. No, no, no. I just want to ask you a question. <laughs> but see, and then the OC, he, he evolved just like I did. Because I was oh, not. No, 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 hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out, bro. Because right, okay. this is I'll the be key quiet. thing. This is the key thing that the OC said. And this is also why I'm favoring Zeke. Because of Brian Schottenheimer's zone scheme and the way that he fits, especially if that knee is not a problem, there is no. But it's been a problem the last two years, boss. I agree with that. But my question is this: Doesn't that alarm you that he's never been hurt? Okay, he has never been hurt. He's been a warrior in his last two years. Because what happened to him, big? Could happen to any. What happened to him could have happened to Pollard. Right, mm. but when you get older, it's easier to happen. Am I not I correct on that? that? That part I do agree with. That Father Time does not fail. But my point is this: more knee injuries doesn't that slow you down? It could if it's a degenerative. If it's a degenerative knee injury, yes. But we don't know that. We don't know that. If it is, okay. we don't want them back. But if it was just a freakish injury, which it looks like, because the first injury, he got hit directly on it, which could have happened to Pollard. The second one, he hyperextended it based on how he came down. That could have happened to anybody. But we've seen him play those first four or five years, and he's probably been hit like that, and he popped right up. And that's just because that young age, you the durability, the things of that nature. I feel like the, he's had the most carry since he's came in the league, boss. Do you know that? The most carry since he's come in the league, 
He's had the most carries in the NFL. You don't think that wears down? Oh, no, it wears Father on. time catches up it with wears you, on. No, and that's does. what's happening. And and I just nah, said, an if Pollard were that. to go, okay, okay, I'll, I'll go away from that. But okay. if Pollard goes out five games, you're going to tell me this offense is not going to miss a beat with Ezekiel Elliott as the starter five games. We're going to still keep it to hit the ground running and everything's going to be good. If Zeke is healthy, we're not going to miss a beat. Not even a little bit. Oh, wow. We might be nope. better. This is the one thing I want no, you to we're get not. We No, might. we're not. We are not going to be better with Ezekiel Zeke Elliott is healthy, being we, the starter. We, we if Park okay, went, let me ask you a question, we, you Big. You got to keep it real now. Healthy. You got to keep it real with me. Will you keep I've it real? I've been keeping it real. All right, so I'm going to ask you this question. Before Z got injured, who was playing better football at the running back position? Was it Pollard or Zeke? Pollard was balling. Zeke was balling more, bro. If you go back to 2021 and you look at Zeke before he hurt that knee, Zeke was crushing them balls. Zeke and Pollard led the league in rushing, bro. What, yes, what in 2021 say? for the first eight games. What year Zeke, is it now? It's 2023, but I'm just saying. Thank the you. Key, but no, you you ignoring the key thing that I'm saying. The key thing that I'm saying, and then I'm going to get off this because I already won this debate. This was easy. I this won. I beat all three bro. of y'all. Y'all jumped me like that all, y'all. Are you crazy? I'm glad we fought because I, I was waiting to fight somebody on this, too. I, I killed y'all. Stop hyping it up. You you lost and asked know the guy who was ain't going to pay Dalvin Cook seven to ten million dollars. We not going to pay no Dalvin Cook. you keep on going to the money, Lord? That's what I know Law already out. I beat Law. Law, Law already out. We keep going to money. I'm going to the player. You keep talking to money. We already agreed on the money. We talked about that. I've already beat you, Law. Ask people in the chat who won. It's me. This team is not going to. Let's ask the chat. chat. Who That's won the debate? This, who won? Did, did Big win this debate? Because I'm looking at my OC chat, boss I, had and people, I had two people come over in my chat and said, I'm coming over your chat because they talking delusional over there. <laughs> they said that? Somebody said <laughs> well, that? Well, 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 tell them, y'all talking about tell us like that? What planet, what planet will the Cowboys pay <laughs> Dalvin Cook seven to ten million See, dollars? Here go the money. Uh, wait, wait, See, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's keep blowing the conversation. I, 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 let's keep blowing the conversation. Bring you we just trying to tell you the real. I already <laughs> know the reality. Cheap, we have the reality when we have Brian Broaddus on the show. We have the reality when we have Brian Broaddus on the show. And he told us the money is spent. He's not getting it. I said, right. okay, hey, I feel you. I that's made a good video point. right good after point. that. No, no, no. I made a video that's a bad right. point. Huh. Can, let me finish. Point, let me finish. Point. Let me finish. Because I made a video right after that. And I said, the Cowboys will not sign Dalvin Cook because of the money. But don't tell right. me those other reasons. Because if you got Dalvin Cook and Dalvin Cook came to Dallas and said, you know what? I don't. I, I want, I'm trying to win a championship. I like it here. I'll take a, a lower salary to come here. Boy, y'all crazy in your dome. If y'all gonna sit there and say we don't want Dalvin Cook, we want Ezekiel Elliott. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. I want no, a healthy Zeke. No, 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 a healthy Zeke over a healthy Cook in this particular run team. Yes, crazy. I do. Y'all crazy. Yes. Let me Dalvin ask you a Cook. question, Big, and don't be Tone faking Pollard. over here. Don't because fake look, either. Keep it real. Who did, who did Keep it real. I want to ask you a question on, no, no. and don't lie. Let me, let me say don't one thing lie. before you do it. One, let me, I haven't been lying. Let me just ask, say one thing. He got 1,100 yards on 15 carries a game. He averaged 15 carries. He was already sharing 
sharing carries with Madison and another running back. So it wasn't like he was carrying the load. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm, give me so Kareem Hunt, right man. In I'm, with sorry to, I'm sorry to do you like this big, but. Oh, you see this guy? See this guy? Number one bullshit guy. He That's do the wee woo wee woo. <laughs> Play for you. Play for you, cause you wee no, woo no, wee woo no. like a you wee woo right like a mother. No, you wee woo right now, bro. <laughs> you are. It's you. Right, you so delusional. No, no, no. Let's talk about you. You are bro. delusional. I'm gonna ask you one question just to test your realness, cause you've always passed this test. Don't oh. go to. It's all fake news. Don't do this. It's phony I'm stuff. It didn't happen. Don't go down and don't go down to Come fake on. news when I ask you this question. We need to know. You are fake news. We need to make sure you Come are on. not fake Come news. On Come on with the damn question. Come on with the damn question. Set it up, bro. I had to set up. You know I gotta push. I heard the setup. Come with the question. Right, here we go. Who is more beast mode, Cook or Z? If we're talking about the power and everything, it's Ezekiel Elliott. Okay, so yes. that's my point, and that's why. Case closed. I won. That Answer my question. <laughs> I won. It's a big thing for Boss Cowboy to actually say publicly that he drunk Kool-Aid. Listen, I do not drink Kool-Aid without first measuring. Oh, man, I won. That's so easy. Because my question is this. How are you going to say, and, and you with a straight, let me look at your face. Let me. Yeah, he got a straight face, too. How you gonna say with a straight face, bro? You said this with a straight face, didn't it, Law? Law, didn't it? He said with a straight face that Zeke was more uh, Marshawn Lynch than Cook, but at the same breath, you won't Cook over Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch was on the He is not no Marshawn Lynch right now. Please stop with that madness. You the one saying you, it, bro. You said you. You, you said who? Me, you, I, I you asked you one question, bro. Trick, I said who right now? <laughs> right now is more Marshawn Lynch, That's Zeke fine. or Cook, me. and you said Zeke. So how do you Guess see what? that Marshawn was what? successful on the broad shot? Was never beast mode. Understand that. Is am, am, am I correct on that? Was Dalvin Cooks ever a beast mode like no, Marshawn Lynch? Because that's my even Marshawn Lynch was not super fast, but he was a powerful back. Oh. But even when he was in Seattle his last few years, can you not agree with me that he had lost that juice and that's why they started going with them other running backs? Am I right, OC? He, here's You're right what about I that. want. No, 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 here's what I want for all three of y'all to know. All right. I want, I, I want these I want these running backs that we got now to change our mind so that we don't even have to bring back Ezekiel Elliott nor Dalvin Cook. I want point. these boys to elevate and showcase what they got. Now, yeah. I still want to keep, you know how you keep that Swedes number in your phone? You right. Yes, indeed. And we got to be that Swede and making sure that she don't go nowhere and making sure that she close by the phone just in case those running backs that oh. we got next. Oh. Yeah, Let me ask you this, Law. Let me ask you this. Even Rico Dowdell, because we liked Rico Dowdell because uh -huh. he does right. have ability, but he's always hurt. Uh -huh. But y'all, I want to ask all y'all. Malik Davis, did he have more juice than Ezekiel Elliott when you watched him run? Yeah, he did. He has more burst. He had more, and, and, and he, he was, was only like a four six. He's almost big, like a four see, six big, guy. Big. This is why you. This is where you're not keeping it real, bro. 
Malik Davis is also coming in there as a change of base back where he was not mm -hmm. used in the same situations. Zeke was used on the hardest downs for any running back, the short yeah. yardage. Really? What do you, yeah, really? what do you face with short yardage situations? Go watch that Tennessee no, game, no, 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 no. Answer this question, B, because I know you know too. football, bro. That's one thing I know about you. You know you football. Answer, Let you me ask you a question. You I'm going to ask you a question. You got to answer it. You never answer mine. You got to answer this question. Are you going to answer the question? I do. You, I hear you answer mine? I will. I will. You, you ask first, and I'm going to ask second. I, I'm going to remember okay. mine. Good. Remember it. Because right, watch that Tennessee ask you this question. game. All right, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Which situation is harder on a running back? Short yardages, red zones, or closing out? Or if you just get subbed into a game on an even down? Which one is easier to run the ball? Subbed in on an easier down. Exactly. So that's what Malik Davis was getting. He was being a change of pace back where you in put that Tennessee them game. Well, I, I can't. I ain't gonna act I, like I, I remember I, that Tennessee game. Like the back I of do because I, I just don't. watched it. Okay, see, I just that, you got it. an advantage over me because you just watched mm -hmm. the game. I'm not gonna fake like go I did. Watch but it. but when you talk about the situation, we talking about the situation, big. Okay. The situation that Zeke was asked to run in was the toughest situations. That's why I don't be talking about these averages like some might do. Look at this average. Look at this. Look at that. Now, look at the situation Zeke was having. So you telling me that if Malik Davis was put in the red zone, that he would be just as good as Zeke. If Malik Davis was put in mostly short yard situation where he had to be a power back, you saying he would do what Zeke is doing? I can't say that. You know he wouldn't, bro. Come on now. You know I don't it. know that. I don't know that. I didn't see it. All right. Is and that see, guesstimating? That is. That is. Yeah, okay. That will be an assumption. I'm going to be fair. That is an assumption. That will be an assumption. But I will make a good assumption that likely no. I think that's a good assumption. That's a good assumption, but it's once again, it's an assumption because we don't know. We didn't see Malik Davis put in them situations because remember, you just heard Michael Gelkin say they didn't trust him. You know what I mean? So since they didn't trust him, man, he was undrafted. He didn't get drafted. He was undrafted. So in that aspect, you know, and he kept on, you heard what Brian Broder said. He kept on saying, I want to get in. I want to play. Y'all let me work all this hard, and I'm not getting in the game. And you heard him say that that's one of the reasons why they played that game against him uh, in that San Francisco, that he was kind of pouting why he didn't get in. But you're going to sit there and tell me, in that San Francisco game, when Tony Pollard went out and you had Ezekiel Elliott who looked a uh, uh, whole shell of himself, Malik Davis wouldn't have gave us some juice and kept that offense kind yeah, of pumping. He, was he would have gave that offense some juice. He was fresh. Not just fresh. You see, that he's a, he runs good between the tackles. He's not big like Elliott. He's like the the, right. the thickness. He's not thick like Ezekiel Elliott, but he damn sure can run through the tackles. He's not a type. He's not a type of guy that's going to break to the outside. He does not have breakaway speed. He is more of an in between the tackle or zone type running back. That's why I think he can fit in good with Dallas. That's why I say let's see what he can do in this year too. You get what I'm saying? And let's give him a chance. Rico Dalde. I don't know about Ronald Jones. But as I said before, my guy was Cooks. It costs money. I get it. You weren't going to do it. If they brought back Ezekiel Elliott, I wouldn't, like, sit there and hate on the man. I'd be like, hey, Cowboys, let's go. But I wouldn't feel good about the offense or what he's going to bring because I feel like that ship is sailed now. All right, and I'm right, standing right. on it, I'm and gonna, I'm staying I'm with gonna it. I'm going to fully close this out, and this is going to fully kill this debate. It's going to be an overwhelming victory. All right, one. And this is, this is also to people in the chat that's like, 
riding for big right now because i see a lot of y'all yeah, riding for big. yeah see you see yeah, how you see man. how boss be doing you yeah, see i see a lot of y'all riding for big like so let, it, 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 it reminds me of the Troy all down. y'all ready um big who do you want out of pollard or jones tony pollard or jones no i'm sorry zeke or jones who you want that's the nitty-gritty right there. That's the nitty-gritty right because, there. Because you know what? Ronald Jones has done nothing, but he is younger and he's fresher, and I would like to see him in the you system. Gotta I want to see. You got to answer the question. Who would you take? I want to see Ronald Jones. Okay. All right. You shocked me with that one. You shocked mm -hmm. me with that one. Yeah. Because right, I already know what Zeke can do. All right. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I would go with Zeke a thousand times over Ronald Jones right now right now mm, i don't know about I right would, now because what zeke did on a hurt leg 12 touchdowns over 800 some yards had a thousand yards the year before also on a bag leg uh was in an offense that did not feature him that actually ran him into brick walls more than anybody they was running zeke right into the teeth of the washington defense over and over and over and over so for everybody that's saying big one, I want everybody that's saying and get big to the outside. Well, 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 I want he, he, everybody that's saying quick. big one. Y'all tell me who y'all want. Do y'all want Runner Jones or Zeke? See, because that's what it's coming down to. It's not about Zeke versus Cook and a and an artificial debate. It's not about that. It's about who gonna make our team better right now. And Zeke right now will make our team better, in my opinion, over Jones. So the Cook versus Zeke debate, that's a hypothetical that's never going to happen because like Michael Gilkin said, likely Cook will cost way too much. The real question is, do you want Zeke over Jones? So everybody that's lobbying and against Malik Zeke, Davis. remember what we're dealing with. Malik, everybody that's like big one, remember what we're talking about right now. We're not talking about the actual of Zeke versus Cook. We're talking about the actual of Zeke versus Jones. That's my fault. Well, what you going to miss from Ezekiel Elliott? What, what you going to miss from Ezekiel Elliott? My fault, Law. What you going to no, miss from Ezekiel Elliott is two things. I'll give him, I'll give him his props. He was a leader. Mm -hmm. I'll never take that away from Ezekiel uh, Elliott. He always worked his butt off. I'll never take that away from Ezekiel Elliott. Mm -hmm. He always played through things. I'll never take that away from him. Okay? I, I can't, and I won't, and I will never say anything against that. But you know what? I feel like it's time. Let's see what Malik Davis can do because, as I said before, the offense was 12-5 and five and good this past season because you had a Tony Pollard breakout, not because of Ezekiel Elliott. Well, the whole issue with the bringing yes no? Ezekiel Elliott back, in my mind, and I'm, I'm going to ask your question. Yeah, uh, yeah. You, the, the answer your question is yes, but the whole issue is that, in my opinion, outside of Tony Pollard, you don't have a proven really, really good back. Um, and if you have a non-productive Ronald Jones, then what do you do in terms of being able to power run the football? Because is he, because look, Ezekiel Elliott is that guy. Tony Pollard is not really that guy. You run him too much inside, he's going to get hurt. He's not built for that. And so that's the argument about Ezekiel Elliott. It's not that we think that he's going to come in here and rush a 1500. It's not that. It's just the usability and the situational football situations that you're going to run into as you get into this season. Because Deuce is not going to be a power back. All right? I don't think that 
that Collins is a power back, in my opinion. So where do you fill the void? And that's the conundrum that the Cowboys are yep. in if you have an injury to any of these guys. And so right. that's why you look at Ezekiel Elliott because you didn't address it with a younger, more sturdy physical back in the draft yeah. or thus far in free agency. You haven't dealt with that yet. And so that's the reason for the conversation. And that's my opinion. And that's the Cowboys dropping the ball, just like you said, O.C. You said it yourself. The Cowboys Mm -hmm. dropped the ball on that when they could have got a good back. We all had said, this is the draft to get you a back. There's all kind of running backs in this draft. Cowboys, you need to get them because we just said, and most of us agreed, that Tony Pollard was going to be a rental. We knew from the get they weren't going to sign him to a long-term deal. This is a one-year deal, just like they did Schultz. Tony Pollard is going to probably be gone after next year because guess what? Everybody's talking about Dalvin Cook being 27. Tony Pollard is 26. He'll be 27 next year. You think they're going to sign him to a deal? No, it's over. This is his last season. So that's what I'm saying about that. I mean, it, it's just it, it just I don't know. Well, well, well let me break this down. Let, let, me, let me just say this. Let me say this. <laughs> and, and this is a this is a counter to even my guy Balls Cowboy. All right, let's this go. is a counter to even my guy Balls Cowboy. And, let's get and, it. Let's get it. And, and here here's what it is. It all goes down to the money. Mm-hmm. Ezekiel Elliott been used to getting fifteen million dollars, right? And he was making his APY close to seven million dollars a year. Right, that was his money. Now Ronald Jones, and I know you you saying Ezekiel Elliott versus Ronald Jones. Right, Ronald Jones just got a contract of one hundred and fifty-two thousand dollars. Man, we can scrape some change together and pay Ronald Jones. So the reason the thing is, Ronald Jones is, and if he complete, and if he's playing so many games, he get up to a million dollars. So what the Cowboys are banking on is the money. Now, they're looking at Ronald Jones and they're saying, if Ronald Jones can give us half of the production or even a piece of the production that Zeke getting gave us last season, then they're going to be on the win side because they're leaning on Tony Pollard to be that, that guy. So that's just what it is. Now, either they can die by the gun or live by it, and hopefully, you know, we can figure out a way to win. But what I don't want people to do is count out the rookie, Deuce Vaughn. I think that his total production was more than Jameer Gibbs, and I know this could be wee-wooing, right? Because we, yes, I we wanted will. Jameer Gibbs, Gibbs, but his total production was also near Bijan Robinson. So it's up there. He may just be five foot five, but I know it. Don't don't hit the wee woo on Come me. On. He, Come on, Come on, Deuce Vaughn. Deuce Vaughn is the unknown. He can literally be that catalyst for this team standing at five foot five. That's just what a capacity. At what capacity? Just yes. like just like the two teams that was in the Super Bowl. Hey, hey, none of those guys had big burly backs in the Super Bowl. None of those guys were blocking everybody. They utilized their philosophy and their offensive scheme to get their running backs there. Collectively with Tony Pollard, if Deuce Vaughn can produce and Rojo, I would put this running back core right up there versus the Eagles, right up there versus uh, the, the, the doggone uh, Chapes. My running back crew may just be better. So we, uh, I just want to say one last thing. When, when y'all watched Malik Davis all last year, we was all excited, right? I remember we were watching True. him and we were like, man, Malik Davis is looking good. Dallas, that was a great pickup by Dallas. I remember us all saying that last year. That was a great pickup. Look how he runs. Ran tough yards, had bursts, everything we were liking. 
So now we're just going to throw it away and put it on the back burner because we want Ezekiel Elliott back when he already showed promise from last year. You just mentioned Deuce Vaughn. They should have got a better, a bigger back, in my opinion. But Deuce Vaughn, I like him. I said, let's give him use him like say you. I said, you. No, I do. I, I, I made let's a tweet. Give him a chance, I said, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's yeah. use him like yeah. the Saints did in 2011. 2011, uh, um, Darren Sproles was with the Saints, right? He wasn't their main running back, but he was their leading rusher. Okay, he had like almost 700 yards rushing. He had like almost 800 yards receiving. He was one of the, and he was one of the top return guys. Use him in that aspect, but he's not going to be a bell cow, but use him in that aspect where he's an element where you got to watch him. Then, yes, it makes that running core effective because you got a Deuce Vaughn, a Tony Pollard. If you sprinkle in the uh, Ronald Jones or the Malik Davis, who I really think we need to give him a chance, I feel like that running core could be good if you don't jump on the outside. It's still explosion there, and I feel like that's what Ezekiel Elliott lacks. And we're I really think that inside the 10-yard line, we can score with Tony Pollard or one of those guys. Are, yes, are we, we can. A better, are, are we a better running group than the Eagles right now? Uh, no. Okay. Are no. we a better running group than the Chiefs right now as a collective? We could be because they are they because Tony now. Pollard. Who, yeah, because Tony Pollard's right now over, over, over Tony Pollard on the Eagles right now, big game, James. Nobody. Objectively. But they speaking. got more depth. But they got more depth. Nobody. But they got Bart Scott. He's pretty good. They got um the they Eagles picked up the one dude, Rashard. I know, I'm just saying. Rashard Penny. They just picked up your boy from the Detroit Lions, Swift, and the one kid right that was yeah. with them. Swift is okay. And then yeah, I, the said, I, forgot, guy, I forgot about him. I forgot about him. You're right. But, but he's, not, has, he's not better than Tony, but I get what you're saying. No, no, no. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm yeah. saying collectively. We got the best back, but collectively they're they better, the better, in backers. my opinion. Yeah, they got the yeah. better back. He, he, right. he mean Boston. He, he know he's not Bark Scott. Come on, man. Leave yeah, my, my bad, Boston, Boston Scott. I'm sorry. I apologize. It was a B. It started with a B, damn it. <laughs> I'm gonna jump into these final words. Shout right. to y'all, man. So getting into the final word, I'm gonna start it off. First of all, shout out to Michael Gelkin. It was very, yes, very, very good. Uh, mm-hmm. He laid out a lot of nuggets, uh, a lot of nuggets. One of the biggest nuggets was what he talked about with Steel. His body yeah. language and everything to me confirmed that likely Steel is not gonna be ready. The OC been warning that that's the case, but when I really, really was listening to Michael Gelkin and reading them. Because what did he say? What did he say? He didn't get hurt in uh, October, November. He got hurt in December. Do y'all remember him saying it? And it was Mm -hmm. how he said it. It was like, man, it ain't looking good. You know? So it's one thing that we can all say about Michael Gelkin that we should know by now from watching him over the years. He go tell you the truth. He go speak his mind. He go tell you, you know? And so the fact that he showed that much reservation, I'm almost certain still is likely not going to be ready for week one. And mm-hmm. if he is, I feel worse because that, the Dallas Cowboys showed us all last year that they will rush you out there even when you not ready. Mm-hmm. No, they won't, boss. No, they won't. Shit, just go look at Michael Gallup. It happened in your face last year. Michael Gallup out there gimping around and all that. You don't think we'll do that to steal? Come on, man. So I'm just being honest. That was one of the biggest takeaways I got from this interview is the 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 forwardness and the reservations that 
Michael Gilkin was giving those steals. And the biggest thing, that's why I asked him what I asked him at the end. And I said, likely he going to end up on that reserve pup list where you got to miss four games. And I asked him the key question. I say, how does he play left guard if he go try to play left guard in the middle of the season? And he said, I don't see how they work that in there. So that tells me that this left guard stuff with still is we woo. And I wanted and I wanted to hear it from Michael Gelkin. And I think I heard it. That's just me. My last final word, because I'm doing two. <laughs> you you, 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 you are doing two. I'm doing two. We making a big mistake on that Zeke stuff, y'all. I'm peeping. I'm peeping. We making a big mistake on that Zeke stuff. Uh, sure, Zeke is not what he was. What do you think his price is, though? Before you go give that wonderful solidity. Good question. His the the his price go have to be about five million. It gotta be, which yeah. is a good deal. That's a for, real for, good for deal. what five year for what? Yeah, but you got but you got One fifteen year. million now tied One up year. in the in the backfield. Oh so? boy, that's crazy. I don't care. Right. So I don't you, care you, at cut, all. you couldn't RJ, you couldn't Rojo. I meant to say right. I want them to compete. The first thing, let me tell you how I would want it to play out. I would want Rojo to get the first crack at it in training camp. I would want them to simulate him in short yarder situations, uh, red zone situations, and closeout situations. You can simulate that at practice. You can put them out there against the first team defense, and you can let them boys get out there and grade it. Then go compare that with the film you saw on Zeke, both fresh and hurt, and just ask the question and answer it. Was he better than what we just saw through training camp and through preseason? If Jones looked fresher with those fresh legs, then you don't bring back Zeke. But if Jones is looking, um, then put your pride aside and go call and pick up the phone and give you that guy and get that guy that can get you 12 touchdowns even on a bad leg. So when what, you what t- if Kareem Hunt say, man, I I I play for veterans mi- minimum. Kareem and, and Hunt can go to hell. <laughs> Kareem Hunt God, he's a power back. He's a, he's a power back. He's a power back that had no production while fresh. What? When he was with uh, your boy in Cleveland? Yep. Uh, I'm going to go back and watch the Kareem what? Hunt tape, Kareem man. Hunt yes, he did. Too, Don't do that. He Kareem still Hunt has didn't juice do nothing and he's fresh, bro. I already looked this up. I already you already looked this. up his tape. You yeah. already looked at his tape. Wow. I didn't look at his tape, okay. but I looked at his production. Okay, I'm being I'm all the way on it. And his production was Kareem Hunt. Now, if he still got it, I might be wrong. He could still have it, because I'm telling you, I don't, I didn't look at his tape. Okay, because bet bet minimum, man. You know how that go. But keep going, keep going. Yeah, but but I'm but I'm saying I would rather right, right, take. Right. Zeke, though, because okay. see, when Kareem Hunt came into the league, he came into the league at a 4-6. Zeke losing the step at worst is a 4-6. So you got both of them that's, that's yeah. 
So anyway, let me go back to what I was saying on this on this final word. This is the thing that I that I feel like we missing because I was watching the chat and I felt like it was uh, a bunch of people with tiki torches, like. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bunch of tiki torches, man. Oh, Zeke, man. It was You're a bunch funny. of tiki torches, man. <laughs> I swear, I saw it. I was watching the chat like they was almost out there saying they won't replace us. What was that? <laughs> it was some tiki torches against Zeke. So I'm gonna say this, man. I'm gonna say this, man. This is the main thing all of us need to keep and watch, because I do want Ronald to get the first crack. He could be right. Gelkin could be right that his legs are fresh, and that he could be better because his legs are fresh. He also two years in a row was the fourth string running back. So, you know, Cowboy Nation think he gonna be the number one power back when he was the fourth string. Uh, all right, cool. All right, cool. But then Zeke, Zeke is that dude that showed you, showed you that even on a bad leg, he can get you 800-some yards. Yes, he played bad and hurt in San Fran, but that's also playing hurt. So I'm thinking let Hunt get the first crack. I mean, let Jones get the first crack. But, man, don't mm. be having no pride if he looking womp-womp. I need everybody right. that was out there with the tiki torches. If Jones is looking like, don't get quiet. I'm dead serious too. Don't and you throw, go sit make sure down. you throw Malik, yeah. Make sure you throw Malik Davis in there because I heard you say one thing about him and he had juice. Oh, I got year. something to say about Malik Davis. Hey, 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 before before you say I about that something. Malik, yeah. did you remember? Did you remember Gelkin did say that? And I and I brought this up multiple times too. Mm-hmm. That that Rico Dido, he outperformed Lee Davis in training camp last year. Yeah, he just got hurt. So, so, so and I just Rico said Rico Dowdell's good, but he's been injured. Rico gonna show That's his only, been his only problem. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. He's explosive. Yeah, like but go ahead. Yeah, yes. I love how y'all just took my final word. Y'all my boss. Sorry. <laughs> that was law. <laughs> no, that, that was law, y'all, man. But it's all good. Hey, I law started it. Stop. I, I keep going. Come back, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. You keep going with your final keep word. Going. You can have the extended final word. I can. I extend it. I extend it. Because I promise I'm going to say nothing else after word. this. I'm going to just sit back and be Long final word. I got a lot to say. The South got something to say. The South got something to say. Cause I, I'm gonna say, yeah, I'm I'm giving my whole soliloquy and I'm gonna shut up. <laughs> y'all tripping, bad. All, all the tiki torches, y'all tripping. Y'all really think in short yardage? I'm gonna trust Deuce. Y'all really think in the red zone? Yeah, I'm gonna trust Malik Davis. I'm gonna trust Rico Dowdle. Even I'm gonna trust Pilot. Y'all are tripping, bad, bad. No, mm-mm. In them short yarder situations, we're in trouble because everybody keep assuming that Tony Pollard is going to be what he was last year. Am I the only one remember that he had a late surgery? Am I the only one that remember that? No, you don't. But he didn't. But he didn't tear anything, boss. He broke it, and that's different. Yeah, but still, man, they they still saying he might not even be ready for. They saying he. Could they said he's ahead, ahead of schedule, schedule and but he see, even they, said it. But they keep saying he ahead of schedule. That's that wee woo, bro. They said they okay. saying still ahead of schedule. 
Yeah, but they're also but we 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 hear noise about steel not being ready. We don't hear so that B, noise B, about Pollard. B, and so you this know the it. thing. See, because this the thing you telling me that you don't want to make sure with some insurance with Zeke. You want to go out there and treat Pollard like, hey, you gonna be just the same. No, 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 not at all. Not That's at all. what I'm saying. That we not need to have some insurance in here for Pollard. That we need somebody to keep the load off of Pollard. Because what I fear is that the Tiki torches is gonna want Zeke out so bad that they go <laughs> give Pollard way too many touches than he actually built to handle. And we go break him too. I swear, that's what I fear. And I'm watching, and see, that's what I'm saying. If Jones is looking womp womp in training camp, don't get quiet. Don't go somewhere and put your head in the sand and be like, I ain't gonna even say nothing. No, say it. Say he look like trash. And we need to go get Zeke. Boss, boss, let me say this one thing. With the current day roster that we have, this team right now, are they or will they be better than the 2018-2019 Seattle Seahawks with their running philosophy? They had Chris Carson, Mike Davis, Trey Mc, 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 I think Trey Madden, and JD McKenzie. I got. Will we be better than those boys? Will we be better than those boys? Chris Carson, Rashard Penny, and Phil Hank. I'm gonna keep it real, uh-huh. which I got the answer for you. Oh hell no! No. Because what? None, yeah, and I'm gonna tell you why. And I'm, I'm, I made this case to. Uh, I'm gonna say it again, Law. Oh hell no! See, cause you name them backs. Every back you mm-hmm. name is a power back. Is Zeke? Is is Tony Pollard a power back? Nope. Okay. Is but I'm Duke taking a, Tony Pollard over Duke, Chris Carson. I know you taking them, but in a it. But are you taking that in a Brian Schottenheimer scheme? If I can get my uh, Hunter Luke the fullback out there to be somebody, you know, like okay. like a Trey Madden or what have you. you I'm yeah, not yeah, philosophy. I'm going to yeah, tell go you ahead, why go I'm ahead. not Break doing it. it. I'm not, not doing it because Brian Schottenheimer never does it. If Brian, if Brian Schottenheimer is carrying nothing but power backs in his offense, it's for a reason. It's for a reason. He been carrying nothing but power backs in his offense because his offense is built for power backs. The guys that we have in abundance are not those guys. They are not power backs. So when you ask me, and I'm just keeping it real, mm-hmm. who fits Brian Schottenheimer's scheme better? Seattle's power backs or our lightning backs? Seattle's power backs. And that's my final word. That's a good, good philosophy. I ain't going to kick back on that one. Hey, guys. So I have to get on the move. But look, this is my final word, man. I think that the Cowboys need to explore a power back option. Speaking about this conversation, I think that, um, you know, we're in good shape. We need to handle Terrence Steele carefully and not rush him back. That will be my opinion. And uh, shout out to Michael Gelkin for joining the show. I think he did a fantastic job. Really appreciate his work. If the Cowboys are responsible and they're honest about the evaluation of players early in camp, we can make adjustments. But if they have pet cats and they lie, we can get in trouble. That's my final word. Yep. And before you go big, I do want to remind everybody that tomorrow we do have more guests coming. We have special guests, Super Rising Star Aisha Morrison. 
and DMV Fanatic, another rising star as well. So the final word is gonna W up with more. So we giving you more and more of this, uh, and it's gonna likely be a lot more discussion that's gonna be different because we go listen to a different insider. So I just want to remind everybody that we not done, that we coming right back tomorrow and we have a whole lot more special guests even coming next week and that's gonna soon to be announced. That's dope, that's dope. Yeah, for sure, that's dope. Hey, shout out to Michael Gilkin for taking his time out, you know, had the baby and everything and he gave us a good hour, gave us some good information. I'm bouncing off of Law and OC said um, about Terrence Steele. First on what OC said is, please let's not rush him like we did Michael Gallup. Yep. Um, please, uh, because we're going to need Terrence Steele. We don't need a crippled Steele like Michael Gallup was all last year, and it was a hindrance. We need him at full strength because, like we said, he's not the greatest in pass pro, but in that damn run game, he was a monster. And the only way you get bet or good in that run game is that knee is good. So please take your time with him and do it the right way. And also sign him now. Stop playing the game and get this man under contract so we can, you know, move forward. And to Law's point where it's like, if you don't have the Ezekiel LA or whoever, if you have a good offensive line, it helps your running backs. So yeah. that's the biggest key for me is yeah. let's get this line together. Mm-hmm. Let's figure out these positions Let's put these guys where they're, where they're going to be great because that's the key. Because mm-hmm. I don't care how great of a running back you are if that line ain't doing nothing. We all understand that. So that's the biggest key to me. Get this line together, and I think the production will be okay. Please, Ezekiel LA fans, please don't hate me. Ezekiel Elliott, if you ever watch this, your mom, anything, don't hate me. I don't, I don't hate you. I promise I don't. I made a video all about you, but I just feel like the time is past. And if you got your line together and you got these young backs in Malik Davis, Rico Dowdell, yeah, they're not Ezekiel as far as that power, but Dowdell showed something. Malik Davis showed something. I don't know about Ronald Jones and Tony Pollard. He's one of the more elite backs. And I just feel like we, we dropped the ball, not drafting the running back, and then Honestly, hey, I'm still I still love the cook thing because as I said before, if you didn't let's say if you had cook and I know the money, but hypothetically, if you had got a Dalvin Cook and let's say Tony Pollard that we're worried about him getting those major carries, or even if he got hurt again, let me tell you something. If a Tony Pollard went down and you had a cook on your team, the team ain't gonna miss a beat. And you feel good about that. And you're like, okay. Pollard went down, but we still got a legit guy. I don't know if he can steal that guy any longer. I don't think he is. Um, and, you know, we'll see. Uh, hopefully these running backs step up. Uh, hopefully they they step their game up because we're going to need them. And uh, we'll see. That's my final word. And I won that debate against all three of y'all. <laughs> uh, I, 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 just really, I want to say this before Law go. I appreciate the debate regardless, you know, real, real talk. We need more of this to where we really go through our thoughts and fight it out. Because that's how we get better. You know what I mean? Right, right, and I wanted right. to fight somebody. on You the best person to fight. You the best. Because yeah. I know you ain't going to back down if you don't believe it. But I also know you will back, back down if you do believe it. You know what I mean? Yep. So, yep. I, you know, regardless, I really appreciate you. Being it was a great debate. For, yeah, I love yeah, you. Yeah, no, I really appreciate it. And we need to do this more because I really believe what I'm saying. And I know you believe what you're saying. 
Uh, so, you know, regardless of us, you know, talking the noise that we do, real talk, I really appreciated this debate. Mm-hmm. No doubt. And that's that's great uh, debate. And uh, shout out to Michael Gelkin uh, for jumping on the show and providing us with the knowledge of, of his thoughts of out there being out there being able to watch those guys practice and perform and shout out to him be sure to reach out to him subscribe to his accounts he's a good find on twitter Uh, i i would say this too uh the the whole situation with the money it always fall in line with the money and if we can turn salary cap off uh, i would love for it for us to have ezekiel elliott back into the folds i i just think that uh for right now it's five to six million dollars that his camp is looking for and the cowboys are leveraging who they have now on the roster to see what they got in order, you know, to to solidify their team. And hopefully uh, the Cowboys can win with that. But if not, then they will have to pull the trigger and give Ezekiel Elliott his demands. Keep in mind, uh, Rocky Arsenal whooped the Cowboys, you know what, last time it was during this negotiation standoff. So hmm. maybe uh, it could be the same thing happening again. Now with the Dalvin Cook situation, if he do want to play for the Cowboys, I don't foresee him uh, taking a cheaper deal, especially as being a running back, because we know running back shelf lives are really small. So he's looking for a big deal. He's not looking for, hey, I just want to win the Super Bowl. He's looking for some money. And it's going to be north of uh, six and seven million dollars. And I just kind of I hate to say that big game, James, but that's just how it goes, man. But uh, if, if money wasn't a factor, then bring them in for a cup of coffee. Let's fight this thing out. I, I just think that the Cowboys are going to roll with what we got. And let's not count out Deuce Vaughn. Let's not count out Rojo. Let's see what those guys can do in the silver and blue. And to change up the argument a little bit, what my guy Boss Cowboys said mm-hmm. about the scheme of Shadi. Yeah. He said in his last interview that they kept 70% of the previous administration's playbook. They kept 70. So they only changing about 30%. So maybe the 30% will maybe more scat back guys or, or smaller guys to be in the backfield. I don't know. It's an old wait and see situation. So uh, we'll find out which philosophy this Tex Coast offense is going to bring about. It's new and I can't wait to see it. That's my final word. Let's get it. Tex Coast, baby. Right all right, y'all make sure y'all come back tomorrow, man. That's going to be fun. I can't. Wait. Nah, it's going to be fire. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just want to run it up. Can we check or something? Yeah. Man, hit that like. Damn, beat. Don't need no deal. Don't need the 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 deal. Don't need
Hey, I'm giving a shout out to them Denver Nuggets because the general manager, his name is Calvin Boots. He used to play with the Dallas Mavericks, and I also used to play against him in high school. Uh, he was a dog in high school. He went to um, the, uh, I can't remember what college he went to, but he played for the Sonics, played for the Mavs. He, uh, you know, I actually dated his uh, sister, and he was a, you know, he was a, he was he was an animal back in the day. And he's the general manager of the Denver Nuggets now. So shout out to him from the CO Columbus, Ohio, baby. Let's get it. Yeah.